and I don't like to judge a book by their cover, but like, I feel like if there was some apocalyptic situation, I could lead them. Like I could be their king. <laughs> like they were like, you like Xerxes. He could tie his shoe. <laughs> yeah. He like, he could tie his shoes and he could speak full sentences to females. He will lead us. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Loot Bros Podcast. I'm your host, Resident Daryl, and this week I have Mark Lucia from a Nerd Named Mark Podcast. What's up, brother? It's me. I'm here. Not much. Uh, you know, I made it. Yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. I appreciate it, man. I'm looking forward to this, man, because you and I have been talking back and forth about doing a, a like a DC fandom special. And I was going through just some of the old Loot Bros episodes and and I noticed where we did a DC fandom almost exactly a year ago. And uh, and so he, I was like, man, this, you know, obviously you and I have been talking about it. I was like, yeah, we got to make this happen. And then the stars aligned, and it was like, you know what? We can combine the two, do the DC episode on the Loot Bros again. And uh, I think it's going to work. I think we're going to have a good time tonight. Oh, yeah. No, I uh, I knew because I went back and listened, and I was like, there's no way we're going to be this hyped about DC fandom like we were <laughs> last time. I was, like, I was like, man, I was like, it's a good thing it's not a whole episode. <laughs> yeah. Because... <laughs> I can always, I, I was, cause we, you know, we obviously were talking back and forth about what we saw and I was just like, man, there's not like, I don't know how much I'm going to say. Uh, we could talk in depth about the, uh, all the face to face with Patty Jenkins. Right. Oh. <laughs> I just, uh, honestly, I just want to know why I have like any of us have not been asked to like host one of those. Like, I was like, who are these people in the fan, like the DC oh, fandom just standing? I was like, I never heard of this person. Why the charisma's too low? <laughs> like, yeah, it was. Uh, it was pretty terrible. Like, I'm just gonna go ahead and yeah, spoil no. it. It was pretty <laughs> it's, spo- it's only a spoiler if people didn't know it was gonna happen. <laughs> like DC Venom last year was friggin' awesome. There was so much hype around it, and this year, you know, I really expected some Snyderverse stuff, and I know that's like crazy because we just got the Snyder cut and we got the new Batman movie coming. And I was like, but, but like they, this thing is the best, like the most highest streamed thing on like HBO Max. Surely, surely they're going to come out there and say, you asked for it. We delivered and you guys blew the roof off with it. Honestly, it's, it's a James Gunn universe. That's like getting the, everything handed to it right now. Plus I believe, isn't. Zack Snyder working on a sequel to Army of the Dead that just got announced. Yep, yep, he is. So I, I, I assume that's like his main focus is. Well, that Netflix is looking at all the hype around the guy, and they're throwing the keys to the castle at him. I know there's, and I, and I, I like because I, I don't really troll people online. I think I, I tell everyone I just state facts, and if you think it's trolling, then it's trolling. But like a lot of people think all of us Snyder fans are just blindly following everything he does. And I'm like, no, that's not true. Cause whatever that weird zombie movie he did on uh Netflix wasn't that good. I didn't watch Don, it. I, Dawn I of the dead it. was so much better. And I still think Dawn of the dead is probably 
outside of like Man of Steel, stuff like that, like a masterpiece. Like if I had to do like top three Snyder films, it would be Dawn of the Dead, Man of Steel, and the Justice League. I I would, man, I actually don't know that I disagree with that. The problem is I love Batman vs Superman so much, even though it's not my favorite Zack Snyder movie. And it's not like I can recognize the fact that it's not the best movie. There's just so much in it for me specifically. I could not put that on my list, but yes. And it has to be the director's, the unrated cut. It can't be theatrical cut. Oh dude, that's the one I watch. The unrated one, like I say, like from a balanced standpoint, with no real outside of literally just only using the end of Man of Steel to really build up on that, like you did, like it's one of the few times where it's like at first when it was announced, I was like, oh, we maybe should we get a standalone Batman before this? Like this is kind of rushing, and it's like, nope, this did enough where it's like you don't need the pandering movies before. Like we don't need an origin for Batman again. Right. Right. If I have to see a flashback scene of his parents getting shot one more time, I'm going to start, there. I'm going to start <laughs> believing that my parents got shot. Like I'm just, just like, did this happen to him or me? Oh, wait till we, wait till we get to see, um, um, Pat, Pattinson. uh, Pattinson. Yeah. We're going to see his parents die next. I honestly, I, I want to see that movie. So I don't care. Like they can yeah, do it. I'll too. allow it. Cause we haven't really had it. I was like, no, we're getting a Batman year one. I don't care. It's about time. Yes, I'm I'm very excited. And and, and one more thing too, I, I want to go back to BVS. The thing that we like missed out on the most when it comes to the Snyderverse is the uh, Flashpoint that we could have gotten, like with uh, what's his face as um, Thomas as Wayne. A- oh yeah. Uh, what's his face? Uh, N- Negan from Walking Dead. Yeah, I, can't his name all I always forget his name. Like that would have been. That's all he is now. He's yeah, yeah. Negan. Negan is Thomas Wayne, and then yeah. friggin' Batfleck is is Bruce Wayne in a film together. That would have been absolutely amazing. Like he had planted some killer seeds, and just yeah. we didn't get it. Yeah, that's, there's still time. There's still time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. true. Ben Affleck oh. is still a sought after actor, and depending on how he is in the Flash movie, like. Oh, I man, think people like everyone made the jokes, but now years later and after freaking, you know, the Snyder cut, everyone's just like, man, Ben Affleck is Batman. That was good. I'm like, you're damn right. Now, yes, go, back and, now go back and watch the unrated Daredevil, even though it's bad writing. He was great in Daredevil also. Hey, everything but that dancing scene. Oh, no, no. the dan- Okay. The dancing was crap, so bad. like that. That doesn't count. <laughs> That's one of those scenes that like I get embarrassed watching like. If if I watch that in front of somebody, I would be yeah. That's not that's. I'm uh, sorry for putting. But that also up. gave us one of the most obscure and dare I say great casting choices: Michael Clark Duncan as freaking Kingpin, like that comic yeah, guard. Yeah, and um, uh, what's his face? Uh, Colin Farrell as yeah, Bullseye. Balls, yeah, and I was like, you can't really like. Yes, Vincent D'Onofrio is really good as Wilson Fisk in like the oh, yeah. like TV show, but man. Michael Clark Duncan was physically imposing because everyone like thinks like, oh, Kingpin was just this fat guy. He's like, no, he was bulky. Yeah. He was a scrapper. And he was he's a got boxer. Crazy deep voice. Michael yeah. Clark Duncan does. He did such a great job. And I was just like, man, because I believe he passed away. But I was like, man, if he was still around, he would have been great. Yeah, that would make sense because I haven't seen him in any. Yeah, or I believe anything. he passed away. Yeah. But I was just like, man, like Ben Affleck does no wrong. Except for yeah. Jiggly or whatever that film was from Kevin Smith. Like, I mean, <laughs> other than that, like, you know what I mean? 
But wasn't um, Michael Keaton in a movie similar to that? Like, wasn't he like Mr. Mom or something before he, he was, was like Batman? A, he was like, um, I don't know. Because Batman, that, that was what, 89? So I was only like three. So I don't really know what he did before that. I know what he did after that with multiplicity. So, I mean. Yeah, I remember that. That could, be a, that could be a Batman curse no one talks about. Right. So you play Batman, then you do a really crappy kids comedy. Dude, I know. My wife's uh, air humping at me while we're recording. So. It's because you're talking about Ben Affleck as Batman. I mean, <laughs> I'm going to need you to, uh, to, to put, put that on pause while I'm trying to finish, please. You'll be like, start talking about Val Kilmer as Batman. It'll, it'll ruin the mood. <laughs> it'll ruin the mood. <laughs> uh, let's go ahead and open the show up with a toast. Uh, we've been toasting to our Patreon producers. Uh, my name is Effing Mayo, MZ Nitro, and CJ, the greatest Sony pony of them all, who is on the run from the Australian government. That actually is a, yeah, that's a logical reason yep, yep. to be on the run. <laughs> Especially right now. Yeah. I was, uh, I was like, I don't talk <laughs> politics, but Godspeed. <laughs> yeah. Good luck, brother. Yeah. Um, and as, as the time of your hearing this, there are brand new episodes uh, in the Patreon feed. We have the Super Loot Bros episode. This month's Super Loot Bros is an alien isolation review and somewhat spoiler cast. I spent more time doing an actual review of my experience with the game more so than I did spoiling the plot points of the story. Um, which I mean, I don't really think the story had any like crazy spoilers. It was pretty cut and dry for an aliens franchise. Um, but, and then you're also going to have the monthly deep dive, which will be the medium. Ooh. So spoilers. I really enjoyed that game. Go sign up for the Patreon because the medium alone, that's worth the price of admission. There you go. Here we go. Uh, uh, So, fun fact, I don't ingest sugar. I'm kind of like a health freak again. So I got a delicious Coke Zero Sugar. I I took the can out of the box, fresh box in the fridge, and the can is, the top is like all demented and warped. Oh, I love it. (laughs) Go to check another one. Another one is the whole 12 pack. <laughs> I'm just like drop that junk. Yeah. Like it's the one where it's like warped and pop. Luckily it's not where it opens. It's on the other side of the pull tab. So I'm like, it still works. But man, I was like a whole case. Like, <laughs> do I win something? It's like uh, in Ace Ventura when he's like delivering the package and he's like kicking it down the hallway. Basically and shaking it. Like, yeah, no, kicking it to the elevator and the door's like shutting on it. Like, <laughs> no, I was just like, how? I've never seen a full case. And each can was like symmetrically dented. Each can was very similar to each other. And I was there like, you go. it's like somebody did it on purpose. Yeah, it's like someone took all the, them out of like individual cases and put them in one case and like, ha, no one will ever know. And they're sitting there in the middle of Target with a glue gun resealing it. I do that with eggs. Like whenever I go and get eggs, if I don't, if they don't have the big uh, 60 count, the five dozen or whatever yeah. in, in stock, I'll get like an 18, but I'll open it first and I'll check for broken ones. And if there's broken ones, I'll put them all in one and take oh, yeah, out fresh ones. Yeah, That's fine. That's eggs. You're supposed to do that. You can put like, this is like a sealed, you can't like, I feel like they should <laughs> have security. <laughs> they should have security in the soda aisle because, you know. It's like, no. And it was like the last one, too. And I was like, oh, yeah, I got the last 12 pack. Like, what could go wrong? <laughs> Everything. Yeah. Literally every, every can. Basically, yeah. So, all right, Mark. Now, um, <clears throat> you know the drill. Typical mm-hmm. Lubros fashion. After we toast and do the housekeeping, uh, we jump into what we've been playing. 
As far as housekeeping goes, outside of the Patreon, there's really nothing else to push or promote. I've been talking about the other shows that I've had on hiatus for a while. I've got dates scheduled with various hosts to knock out some of these shows. And as far as the comic cast goes, this is technically uh, in a substitution for what we were going to do for the comic cast. So yeah. uh, I don't really have too much else going on. So why don't you break us off of what you've been playing? Ooh, well, honestly, not much because uh, I don't know what it is. Like I go through phases. I'm sure you have as well. Where like oh, yeah. nothing, even new games, like you're not hyped for anything. Like you don't really like I've bought in games. But I haven't really like I bought Diablo two like remastered or whatever. Haven't played it. I got Ellen Wake remastered. Haven't played it. Uh, I did just buy right before we started recording the Dark Pictures Anthology House of Ashes playing that tonight. But it's just like outside of like the switch, I've been playing like Pokemon Unite still and just been kind of I don't know if it's because I'm working so much or just even getting like I finally got all the I, I collected my infinity consoles. So I have the five and the series S, series X. But like I just haven't really been playing much. I don't know. It's just it's weird. It happens to the best of us, man. Like, uh, I am gearing up for two trophy competitions. So we are doing another trophy war, which you remember the last one. Oh yeah, I do. <laughs> it's been that long since we've done one. And then, uh, so that'd be for, that'll be next weekend, uh, for extra life. That'd be November 6th. And then immediately following, I joined a group of our listeners in a true trophies competition for truetrophies.com where we have our little custom leaderboard. Yeah. They do like, you know, community events, uh, you know, different um contests and things like that. So I joined um Gareth Davis and MZ Nitro and uh, uh Gaz Davis, I guess is if I could call him by his government name. And um and MZ and so we're going to do the True Gamer Score competition and it's pretty interesting. I've never I've never participated in it before. But basically, um, truetrophies.com has like their own like point system for trophies and achievements. Hmm. And they do it based on kind of like rarity and stuff. So like, for example, like on the PlayStation Network, a platinum trophy is worth 180 experience points, like on your level system. Yeah. And so on true trophies, you could have a game that like has a very rare platinum and it's worth. 800 points. Yeah. Oh, Whereas if you get like a I am Mayo platinum, it's like, right. here's, here's two points and uh, a smirk. <laughs> right. And some shame. Yeah. So, uh, and so basically this particular contest coming up is 15 weeks long and it's team. There's Oof. a team version and there's a solo version. Yeah. And essentially every week teams will be eliminated. There's like a bottom bracket. And this one calculates the difference of score. So, Let's say my Saints Row Platinum is worth 700, 800, I don't know, um, true trophy score. But, you know, Sony on the PSN side, that's 180 points. So what they do is they take the 800 minus 180, and then the difference is your score for the competition. And it does it all automatically on their website. So then as you progress through the contest, trophies are you know, ebbing and flowing. So more people are digging into games, more people are getting certain trophies, therefore yeah. they become less valuable over time. So your score ebbs and flows, not only based off of what you've accumulated since the beginning, but also as you're adding to 
the score as you're progressing. I like that. So realistically, right out the gate, you want to go for the obscure and the harder ones and then go into the easier ones later on. Because if you start for the easy ones, by the time you get to the more difficult ones, if they're doing them in the beginning, their value will drop. Yeah, you'll you'll be you'll be eliminated. So, no, it's very interesting. It makes you look at your trophies and achievements very, or well, in this particular case, just trophies, very differently. Because for me, I'm in the I've been saying for weeks I'm in the middle of Saints Row Four. I hit I'm like sixty three percent done with the game. And I'm in the middle of Agents of Mayhem. I'm down to my last like three or four trophies. Well, Agents of Mayhem is worth like mega points because that's a very rare platinum. So my team was like, hey, stop playing that game (laughs) until the competition. And uh, and that's one that I'll continue to grind. But like, you know, I don't even know. I mean, like that's one I want to get that platinum early because that'll be a large amount of points. And then same thing for Saints Row. Even though Saints Row is not a hard platinum, it's a decent amount of points. So uh, I'll uh, be saving these games for that contest. And then it got me looking through my my stack over here. And I'm like, well, I want to play this, this, and this. And sure, your 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 standard trophies, your your more common things that happen just from story base, you know, those will add up. But it really kind of pushes you to get the obscure ones. And play, like you said, the obscure games. So I started looking at my PS3 collection. I'm like, there's a handful of games that I've got set up like on uh, on the event that we're running for the for Loot Bros, the Backlog Beatdown. On my next list, I've got games that I've set on the show I'm going to do. So I started looking at those. I'm like, man, I'm going to start to like to do an amalgamation of both. I'm going to make my next list on these games that I was picking, but I'm going to pick certain ones specifically because they're going to give me more true trophy score yeah so pretty interesting so i say all that to say i haven't been playing much because i've got two events coming up and i need to save all my trophies (laughs) so we've also been playing much but like one of us is just not playing for another reason like you're you you plan on playing games Mm -hmm. i'm honestly it's just like once i just want to play house of ashes so much especially because same all like I haven't looked at the game or anything outside of the trailer, but I already saw the name of the fourth game. Yes. And apparently, like, because there's going to be eight games total. Right. And the next game is, like, the season one finale, so to speak, or the first half of the, or first phase of the four games out of eight. And I was just like, I don't even know what that is, but, man, I am all for it. Like, this, I don't even, like, just from the name alone, I didn't want to, like, see the, uh, the trailer or anything for it just by the name alone. I'm like, Oh man, are we going to get some conjurings finally interjected <laughs> in this series? Cause I've been waiting for it. Oh, it's going to happen. I and, replayed and- until dawn uh, a couple weeks ago, even though I platinumed it the week it came out. I was just like, I, I just had a like angering. I was like, man, I want to play until dawn. I it's miss this game. game. And I was playing it. And I was like, you know, if I had to list all the Sony exclusives, cause I'm not a Sony fanboy. I love all my consoles. I love, I love video games. Um, if anything, I'm a DC fanboy. Um, and I was just like playing this and I was like, this could be like prime top PlayStation exclusive. Cause from a horror game standpoint, a hundred percent, like, and I was like, it just innovation. It didn't seem gimmicky. Cause everyone was trying to do the light bar and right. you know how the PlayStation move and the PS3 and stuff was very gimmicky. This was just mm. like, I have a PlayStation VR just for the inpatient and the carnival blood. <laughs> I mean, I played Resident Evil 7, but like, you know, I bought the VR for those two games. I bought those games, but I get so sick in VR, I have not played them. 
Like I, uh, I have them still in the wrapper. Yeah. It's uh, some VR games I get like that. Like when I was playing seven, uh, Resident Evil seven, I feel like it wasn't motion sickness. It was more like I was getting like stress induced heart attacks. <laughs> like like <laughs> yeah. I, I legitimately cause like playing like carnival blood and like the impatient completely fine. Normal, but something about Resident Evil seven with the, and I had the, the, was it that platinum headset from Sony too? Yeah. So like that with the VR, I was just like, mm-hmm, and I'm like, Nope. Like my little heart rate thing on my eye, like my Apple watch was like, do, 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 uh, lower it. <laughs> I, you're past 200. <laughs> No, 200 BPMs is bad. And I'm just sitting there like, why am I sweating? I have the air conditioner on. Like, and I was just like, nope. I was like, Ugh. but then I played on like the Oculus or the Quest 2, like the Star Wars Squadrons. Great game. VR, perfect. But man, 10, 15 minutes into it, I want to vomit. Yeah. I, and I've said this before, and I might not have said this on the show, but like sometimes I, w- I was doing the uh, theater mode, just, just doing theater mode to play Spider Man. And it made me sick and it's not even moving. It's just, yeah, I think it's, I, I think it's the lenses. It just something, it does something to my eyes. I don't know. I'm a freaking big wuss. I can't, I just it, can't do it. And I'm just saying like, like when Avatar was out in theaters and 3D and this, I couldn't do it like halfway through the movie. I was like, I think I wasn't even getting nauseous or anything. I was just getting a migraine. Yeah. I also, it was long and boring. And I was like, I could have just watched Ferngully. Why am I watching this? <laughs> like, at least Robin Williams was the voice of a bat. It was entertaining. There were songs. There are no songs and in this. Tim Curry was in it. Yeah, I'm like, there's no songs. No Robin Williams. No Tim Curry. Like, it's like, why do I get this dude from Man on a Ledge? Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. My brother wants to rob a bank because I went in prison. Uh, I'm going to stand on the ledge. It's like no one cares. Liz Banks is an overrated actress. No like, breaks. Yeah, I was like, no, but now some 3D stuff just can't. But. Yeah, like so playing until dawn again made me realize like I want more creative games like that. I want like I got really into cryptids in the last two years because I had a lot of free time because I was stuck at home, and I was like, I want more games that are going into like this cryptid territory, like Wendigos, other paranormal creatures. Yeah. And I was like, where's my dark pictures anthologies, Bigfoot or messing with Sasquatch? I don't know what they want to call it, but give me something with Bigfoot in the woods. Good. You know, what's crazy is not, I don't say it's about the same time, but like, you know, so until Dawn had the Wendigos and it was like super, super cool. And then I read, um, God, it was a Wolverine comic book that had Wendigos in it. Not too long ago. It reminded me of it. And I was like, oh, dude, this is so freaking awesome. You, you, I don't think people realize how often Wendigos show up in like pop culture and don't really like, you don't notice that that's like. It's like, yeah, no, like I want to go see this movie called Antlers that just came out. And my friends are like, oh, man, it looks creepy. I wonder what the creature is. I'm like, well, I can't 100% confirm it because I've not seen the movie, but it seems like they're hinting at it being a Wendigo. And he's like, well, how would you know that? That's not like, well, I am Native American. My great grandmother was Native, like a full Native American. And she used to tell me stories. And like, they believe that stuff 100%. And like, and I'm like a addicted to like Wendigos <laughs> and Bigfoot. Not the Yeti. I don't know why, even though it's technically just snow Bigfoot. But like just the yeah, Wendigos, like there's yeah, there's something just so curious about Wendigos. And that's why I think Until Dawn for me also is like one of my favorite not even just PlayStation, in general, one of my favorite games. It's a good one. 
And a lot of people are like, why? It's, 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 I'm like, well, I don't, a lot of kids don't know this. Like, we're similar age. So we remember the Batman Choose Your Own Adventure books? Oh, yeah. It's that, but without Batman. Like, that's oh, yeah. all it is. Like, Choose Your Own Adventures were big. I don't know why they stopped. They used to be Goosebump Choose Your Own Adventures, Batman. There's some Spider Man ones. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I had if you want to skip too. some issues, there's X Men ones. Even if you skip a couple of issues, it kind of seems like you're playing a, a Choose Your Own Adventure. Heck yeah, dude. Yep, I had some of those for my kids, man. <laughs> those are freaking awesome. Yeah. So, so that, I guess that wraps it up. You know, you and I haven't been playing much, although I, I am getting geared up. We're both getting geared up to play House of Ashes. Yeah. What'd you buy it on, by the way? Uh, I'm the PS5. Of course you did. Yeah, yeah. So I actually, I was told by Joe, one of our co-hosts, that if you buy the PS4 version, you get the PS5 version for free, and there's two trophy lists. Ooh. So I might just go pick up the, the PS4 version instead because I haven't picked it up yet. So I think isn't the same price regardless though. It's still like thirty dollars, yeah, yeah. I think. Yeah, which is cool. I like that's why I don't. I am not partaking or at all adding any fuel to this console war that I don't understand. Uh, but I do like that when I bought my copy today, it said Xbox One and Series on it so i was like oh look this one thing i put it in any one i want and it works except for yeah. the series s because it doesn't have a disk drive well you know it, the playstation stuff is the same way it's just like you can get two copies with two different versions with two different lists i know that's what that bothers me though like if i could get like two different achievement, achievement lists list, yeah <laughs> like, cool i would, would that be? and i would be dominating back for blood right now and being like <laughs> let me get 2000 real quick uh, like that's dude, the I, only thing i'm jealous of i played that game and like, I played it by myself, and there are no achievements if you play it for, by yourself. I know. I'm annoyed because I was playing it by myself for, like, a couple hours. And because I love Left 4 Dead. Left 4 Dead, such a great two game. Yeah. And I was worried when the game was announced because I'm like, could a Left 4 Dead style game work in this generation of gaming when, you know, everything has season passes or it's free to play or Battle Royale? Could... Could people just realistically be like, hey, let's sit down and play like up to four people co-op and just dominate some zombies. And it works because it's a gorgeous game. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I played it for a little while and I enjoyed it, but I uh, don't like the fact that I can't get um, achievements. I, I, get I, I was worried because I was playing it for like, you know, two, two and a half hours. I was dominating through the campaign and then I was just like, I forgot I had notifications off because I get a lot of party chat invites a lot. Yeah, yeah. So I turned off all notifications by mistake. So I was like, oh, no achievements. I'm like, well, I have notifications off. Let me go check. And it's like zero. And I'm like, but I just did so much stuff. Like zero? <laughs> yeah. And what's funny is I said on the show that I was really annoyed by the dialogue in the game. Mm. And then I listened to another podcast where they were talking about how intuitive and great the dialogue is. And I'm convinced that maybe my game was glitching because the person just kept saying the same stuff over and over and no, over again. I noticed there was a lot of repeat stuff, but like depends on like the, the situation, I guess is like what that, but like, I remember early on the first like three missions, four missions. So like, I feel like everyone was just saying the same, like two or three things and nothing yeah. else. Hmm. It's still a good game. Like it's still like, that's why I was like, mm, that's the only thing I hate like right now is cause like, I could be doubling up on some, tro like, I don't trophy hunt or achievement hunt anymore, but I was like, if I wanted to, because I got the four and the five, I was like, I could be making a killing right now. Let me just boot up Spider-Man real quick yes. on the five, because I got the platinum on the four. Yeah. So I was just like, let me just boot that up real quick and be like, oh, look what I did. It yep. was a little hard, hard work for five minutes. <laughs> I did that during, uh, I was a part of an, a, a trophy event 
uh, for the National Hunting Day a few weeks back. And I started the, you know, the Spider-Man all, all over again um, because I really wanted to just experience the game again. And I wanted to go through and get the Platinum a second time. Yeah. And the thing is, I've got so many games. I don't, I don't have time to Platinum that game again. No, and, you really don't. <laughs> and so I started it again, and I was like, oh, I was having a good time. Anyways, I had to delete it, blah, blah, blah. Long story short, I uh, <laughs> for that National Hunting Day, I was like, screw it. Let's do this. I auto-pop my trophies. Nice. I will say this, because Spider-Man, phenomenal game. Uh, I'm, I don't care that it's Sony exclusive as Snapman, but I genuinely feel bad for people who can't find a five or and, and don't want to go and buy a four because why would you want to go back and buy old tech just to play right, spider-man right. you want the newer one because that game is so good and i really it's one of the few times where it's like it has nothing to do with console i just wish it wasn't a console exclusive because i want pe- everyone to be able to play that game well don't worry old jimmy ryan's bringing everything to pc i know right pc mass <laughs> race coming up that's why i'm like oh man do i really want to play wait for spider-man 2 or can i get on pc when it's on steam cheap because i'm getting that uncharted collection for what foreign lost legacy i was like yep. i'm playing i hope it's ultra wide because i was playing um was it horizon that was on pc that was ultra wide i was playing that ultra wide and i was like good lord this is gorgeous how often do you stream mark uh zero Oh really? I stopped like I stopped after Mixer shut down because I was doing really good on Mixer. Right, right. And then I went back to Twitch. I got my affiliate like in a month of streaming, and because I was hitting those niche audiences. But with my time in the snap, I want to do podcasts. Like I've been focusing more on YouTube. I just don't have time to stream. I feel you. I feel and you. it's and also I have a lot of internet issues from time to time. Because they, they're uh, this whole area where I'm at in San Diego is being upgraded to fiber, so a lot of the, but it's just it's, I don't know I, I don't like, just sitting there playing games and like being on stream. Like most of the time, I'm like relaxing and playing games, or I'm in a party chat yep, playing games. Yep. Like I like doing that stuff. Like I couldn't, I I just can't. I feel I find like I'm not entertaining to be on stream because like, especially there's a lot of TOS out there, so like I can't like. <laughs> You want to see me really play a game. Like, the last time I streamed, I played Until Dawn, actually, was the last thing I streamed. And then I was playing this um, HP Lovecraft game on the Switch that was based on the Mountain of Madness. Okay. Which some indie game. I forgot what it was called. And then I was playing, like, Sinking City. I was going through, like, horror and HP Lovecraft stuff constantly. And I was just like, that was the last time I streamed, actually. It was uh, me finishing Until Dawn. I streamed it from start to finish. Okay. So I remember you telling me you were on Mixer and my brother was on Mixer and he said the same thing. He was doing really well on there. And then when Mixer went under just abruptly, he was like, well, he started over on uh, Twitch and he's uh games and gains media and he's doing okay. I think he's, he's like 110, 115 subs now or something like that or, oh, nice. or whatever they call him now. Uh, followers, I guess. And he's got a handful of subs. I I don't know exactly how they break it all down yet. But uh, but he said, man, people are stingy with their follows and stuff on Twitch. Oh, yeah. like, it's a lot harder to break into that. And uh, I haven't streamed in years. Honestly, you have the Facebook group in this hat. Check out Facebook Gaming. I did it a little bit before I jumped back to Twitch. And you can stream. If you have a Facebook page, you stream right to that already. So I was streaming on my podcast Facebook page. Because I rebranded at everything, everything, just uh, a nerd named Mark. So I was right. like, oh, I'll just stream on there. And I got there. 
level of like affiliate within like a couple days. <laughs> like, we'll see. And that's my thing is I've been uh, so I've jumped in. I'm going to stream for the extra life thing. Hmm. So I ju- I've been jumping in just like doing little test streams. It's kind of like I did one with my daughter and I did one with my son last night and we had a blast and we had we only had like eight people in the room or in the chat with us. But I mean, like all of them were interacting and it was all listeners of the show and people that, you know, we had um, my brother and his wife in there and it was awesome, man. My son had a really good time. We were playing five nights at Freddy's four, which I don't really care for those games, but like cheap jump scares, like he was having a blast. I was having a blast. He was explaining the lore of the game. And it's got me. Is he he a big Five Nights at Freddy fan? Oh yeah. Oh, he's got all the books. I was gonna say like the the silver ones and the sound. Like I, I played the first game only, and then I just stumbled across like the first book, not the ones that were like the little kid ones, but like the more young adult ones. Yeah. Like the Silver Eyes and like the Fourth Door, some of that. And I, I read that whole series, and I was like, man, I was like, how'd they come up with Ditch Death to me being like? a dude looking at security cameras for a pizza place because and then Bloomhouse is doing the film yep. and I'm like and they're like yeah we're trying to find a proper script I'm like did you guys know there's some books that came out because those books would work perfect yeah like, he's got just uh, adapt those I've been buying all the books and stuff for him and he just my, my son's a bookworm anyways like he's every night before bed he reads and he reads and reads and reads and dude he's knocked out all that stuff so I've been should buying him buying him for him hand him a uh, the trade paperback for the long Halloween. Like, I have it. I have it. it. I can do that. I know. I finally. I'm. They, oh, by the way, they put part one and part two on HBO Max. Uh, yep. I bought them, and then I just bought Injustice as well. I just haven't I, watched that one yet. I bought part one. I couldn't find part two because it was like it was actually selling out around here a lot, or they just weren't getting it in. Uh, Injustice, I have to get eventually. But I was like, oh, part one and part two are on HBO Max. I was like, well, I don't have to rush to find a physical copy. Of part right. Two. Right. It's good. I was really hoping we were going to get a steel book for both parts. Cause me too. Yeah, I like, <laughs> I'm in that rabbit hole now. Oh dude, I live there. I just, I was really pissed because I was trying to find the, the Snyder cut steel book mm. because Best Buy was advertising it, but they didn't actually carry it. So I didn't buy it the first, when it first came out because I kept trying to get the Best Buy steel book version. Well then, like I kept posting on our Facebook group because Best Buy was like constantly sold out of the of the movie, the DVD, the Blu-ray, and the 4K. Oh, and then, so there was a display unit the day it came out at my local Walmart by my house. Well, they probably had twenty or thirty copies of the, of the films. I didn't grab it because I was still trying to get the Best Buy Steelbook version off of the website, and then I went into the store a couple times. So then I'm like, well, screw it. This doesn't exist. So once I talked to somebody, they're like, yeah, uh, it was advertised incorrectly. Because it was just like a little line that says comes with Steelbook. So I go to buy it at my Walmart because the Best Buy was sold out and everything. And then they were sold out. I was like, huh, that's crazy. Well, in the morning when I go to work, I'll hit the Walmart over there. They were sold out. So the whole first week. It was sold out everywhere, so I ordered my copy off Amazon. But yeah, I, I was really hoping for a steelbook version of that one. I think it was in one of our group chats. I think I sent the text member like earlier this year that like book off place I go to with, like re, like reselling books, movies. They had that that, that steelbook section. Yeah, they've expanded it. It's three times the size now, and now they have a video game steelbook section, dude. <laughs> and I and every time we go there, I'm just like, 
she's like, oh, the movies are over there. I'm like, I'm not going down that aisle. She's like, why? I'm like, they have three sections, all movie steelbooks. And they're organized by 4K, regular Blu-ray, in alphabetical order by within genres as well. And I'm like, nope, because I'm going to go right to the horror section and be like, let me get some of those. I'm going to go right to the comic book section. <laughs> I was like, then I'm like, I was in the gaming section and they had like Death Stranding and uh, a couple other like steelbooks. I'm like, I don't even want to play Death Stranding, but I was like, that steelbook looks nice. Yeah, I clean. got that one. <laughs> I was like, then I had um, they had one of the Resident Evil games in a steelbook. I think it was was it five that got it. I don't know which one or six. One of them had a steelbook, and I was like, that's nice too. And I was like, nope, this is a slippery slope. This is how addiction starts. Yep. And so five got a really awesome steelbook. It was black with like silver, like like almost like hieroglyphics kind of cut into it. And then um, six did not get a U.S. like a, a North America release of the steelbook. You had to buy the European version. So I did. Nice. Yeah. And then I think I, well, I had Cool Kid Joe, um, one of the one of the top achievement hunters. Uh, he, I had him on the show, and he was telling me about other versions that he's got that I didn't have. I'm like, man, that's crazy. Yeah, I've been wanting to get like more, like international, like because I want a Resident Evil collection of just all the stuff. Like I got the Resident Evil Four for the Wii, a Japanese version of that. I have the original Biohazard for PlayStation One, and then I. Uh, do I have a code for it? I don't know. I have a box somewhere with all my stuff. But I started like finding them at this place because it's a Japanese store too. So they have like all these. Other, and I'm like, ooh, and everyone's I'm like, oh, is that a that's a biohazard? A five. Well, let me get that. Let me. Let me. <laughs> I was like, I just want like all things Resident Evil. I just want a nice like collection. Like I still have the chainsaw controller. Yep. So do I. And I was like, yeah. I was like, I just need like it's kind of like my console collection. Like I have every special edition Halo console. And I'm contemplating getting the, the the neck, the newer one. And then I have all, except for the, I think it's the One X for Gears 5. I have all the other Gears of War consoles also. I just love those. And I like limited edition consoles. Like I found a Final Fantasy 13 2 Xbox 360. What? I didn't even know they made one. And it was like $45 at the shop. And I was like, does it work? They're like, yeah. Do you want to test it? I'm like, no, because I'm not going to use it. <laughs> yeah. They're like, do you want it? I'm like, yeah. Of course I do. They're like, well, you said you weren't going to use it. I'm like, yeah. It's like, it's going on the shelf. Like, I found a Yakuza PS3. That's crazy. And I was just like, but they wanted like 500. I was like, uh, I was like, is this, is this a Fat Boy PS3? They're like, no, it's a Slim. I was like, are the Japanese ones backwards compatible? I'm like, no, they're the same as the American ones. I'm like, really? Because this one has Yakuza symbols all over it. It's not the same as the American ones. <laughs> That's I amazing. Like, I was like, but $500 is a lot. And the PS4 was already like, this is when the PS4 Pro was out. So I was like, the PS3 being 400, like 480 plus tax. I was like, That's still kind of high. Yeah. I was like, I'd give you 100 no, well, I mean, I've got my fair share, but we need to jump into a few things real fast and then get into our DC fandom because we are uh, getting carried away here. I know. Well, I figured because we're not going to have much to say, but like, I feel <laughs> bad. Like, uh, like before we hype up stuff and I'm just like, I'm just trying to warn you guys ahead of time. <laughs> Let's talk I mean, about all these other cool things. Yeah, we're talking cool things and it's like, you know, like you want to build up to something great. It's like, yep. we're just giving you a bunch of great <laughs> so that we're there. 
You're just like, well, it was bad, but at least we got all this other stuff before. <laughs> Here's all this other cool stuff that existed that was not at DC Fandom. So, real quick, we're going to head over to our leaderboards. I want to give these nerds their due because I am not at the top of the leaderboard because I'm prepping. Uh, the Loot Bros True Trophy leaderboard. We got Stink Palm in first place with 84 trophies. Good job, Jared. Dude's got two brand new twins at the house, and he's still knocking out some games. I've seen pictures. He's got like his his uh, his oldest hanging out with him. He's got two twins feeding in his arms, and he's still got a controller in his hand. And he's even sometimes got his controller in between his feet, playing with his toes. We got Tricky Mick in second place with forty five trophies. He's finally playing some games. It's not the division. We got Mr. TMNT84 with 33 trophies. Now, last week, Joe got really embarrassed and really showed up on how many trophies he did not get. Straight up scrub status. And then he says, all right, that's it. I'm going to come out with a bunch of trophies. And he only got 33. It's just, <laughs> I mean, I don't know, Joe. You just got to do better. Um, in fourth place, I'm styling on your bro with 30. And then I'm going to go all the way down to 12th place. The Arkham Daryl. This is my alternate, uh, my alternate account. I have this one just for like boosting. And anytime my kids need, like they have a friend come over and they need a profile to play on so they can play games. And, uh, I have one trophy on there. Uh, shout out to MZ Nitro. I helped him with his Gat Out of Hell Platinum. We did the, uh, the Gat Out of Hell co-op or whatever worked out pretty good if anybody needs to get some get out of hell trophies let me know i still got it downloaded so and then head over to the true achievements leaderboard i'm styling on your bro is dominating that one with 1055 points redbeard rick coming in second with 545 he's playing some skyrim and then gdi master ace with 380 in the forgotten city and then I'm going to give a shout out to my boy Dunk Liquor in fourth place with 185 achievement points. So that is our leaderboards. Backlog Beatdown Collides Night here with the updates. So we're going to pass on that one. We're going to jump into our community questions real quick. These shouldn't take too long either. And then we can dig into our main event, DC Phantom. And like thereof. <laughs> no, not really. There's actually some pretty cool stuff. Yeah, about, there was so. a few good things. There's, the things we're going to talk about are the good things. Everything else, like, don't waste your time. Yeah. So I'm styling on your bro, writes in. He says, how could Bo Jiden make PSN great again if it was never great in the first place? What are your thoughts on this month's killer PS Plus lineup? Mark, did you see the free games we're getting for PS Plus this coming I month? Honestly, at the time I did, I already forgot. Not going to lie. Like, it's a pretty good lineup. We're getting six games. We're getting three VR games and three actual PlayStation games. One of which is a day and date release. And it's a third person game. But it's very much the um, uh, the theme of the game Among Us. I don't know if you uh, have ever yeah, followed the game. Yeah, I played it a little bit. Uh, and so it is... Oh, man, what's it called? I'm looking at it now. It is called First Class Trouble. And it looks really good. And apparently it was in development before Among Us came out. So there's a little bit of 
of that. Hey, we kind of have the same idea. There's an imposter among us. So uh, that looks good. We're getting Knockout City. Yeah, I'm looking at Knockout City. That's that was interesting. I think I own that actually. I think I bought it on Did because it kind of looks like it's like kind of like dodgeball. Yeah, it's like Fortnite dodgeball. And I mean, I hate Fortnite, but I like dodgeball. So dodgeball is cool. Yeah. And then Kingdoms of Alamar Re Reckoning, which I am stoked about. That is a that's the remastered that version. Yeah. And Such that's, a good game. That's that's actually a good one. Like because they've improved on a lot of it. Mm-hmm. So I will gladly say that is a hundred percent worth the price of admission. So Absolutely. To speak. And the best part is I still have it sealed in the box. I'm not Ooh. gonna open it now. <laughs> no, definitely not. Like so. I, I doesn't get it. Kingdoms of Amalur is the record is such a great like this is that's one of my favorite like RPGs. Oh, I yeah. I put it above The Witcher Three and really for for a game like non MMO like RPG that I put the most amount of time in. Kingdoms of Amalur and The Witcher Three are like my in the top two spots. Okay, and this this is one of those ones where like I used to play with my cousin. We had like side by side TVs. We're just playing it on our Xboxes. Just be like, oh, you're going with those weapons? Yeah, I'm going with these ones. And we just like would marathon that game, like just hang out like constantly in the so- like just playing it nonstop. And I'm like, this is, it's, it was such an underrated gem. And everything that happened with the studio itself and Kurt Schilling and all yeah, that stuff, yeah. that kind. But if it wasn't for any of that, like we would have got such, like down the pipeline, they were going to work on a sequel to it and an MMO to go. And I was like, man, this was. This was a f- like a good start to the franchise. Heck yeah, dude. Heck yeah. Well, supposedly we got more coming down the line. So that's uh, supposedly it's going to happen. I hope so. So um, we also get the Walking Dead Saints and Sinners, which I believe my brother played that on the quest and said it's really good. Um, the Persistence, which is, uh, God, what's the name of that? That's that new studio that um, Sony just purchased. Fire Sprite. So they just picked them up and added them to the first party lineup. And this is a game that apparently, from what I hear from other podcasts, is pretty good. And then um, Until You Fall, which I am not familiar with that game at all. I'm not either. I'm actually looking up the Saints and Sinners, and I was like, this actually looks interesting. Yep. If I wasn't such a VR wuss, I would totally try that out. I was like, I would play this in a non-VR like because it's very crafting scavenging you know you get to decide how like like there's so much to it I was like man I does this have to be VR can I like <laughs> I'm I'm excited about the fact that uh, the Five Nights at Freddy's so, um, not only um, the VR version was really cool I, I took turns playing that with my kids and that one's a little more standstill so you don't you know, outside of just the fact that the the VR headset, just the lenses and stuff, something about it makes me not feel good. Yeah. But like as far as like motion sickness, that wasn't so bad. But what's cool is you can play that game outside of VR now. So I, I actually downloaded that on my PS5. And that's another game that my son and I are going to stream because we're pretty close to the end of that one. We've got almost all the, the trophies. And so that's a platinum we will we'll go for. And we might even go for it for the the true trophies contest. I might I might go for that platinum then because that'll be a pretty rare one. So there's there's another game um very rare. I, I think it's rare from like a play like a uh trophy standpoint called Here They Lie. 
And it was a yeah. PSVR game that now you can play non VR because I bought I it that one too. for the PlayStation VR. I haven't like it's so obscure. And I was like, I feel like it's one of those games that actually would do well from being a PlayStation Plus game. Because every once in a while, like every t- like I check up on like what's gonna be games for gold, what's gonna be PlayStation Plus free games. And every once in a while there's like certain games that I enjoy. It's not that I'm like, man, like it's not an expensive game. Put it on PlayStation Plus, like because PlayStation Plus could help a lot of games. Or yep. it could, you know, like when you get like it's nice to get a triple A title here and there, but you give them like an indie VR game or this and that, like like Saints and Sitters. I'm probably not gonna play it. I'll download it because I'll have it in my queue for like a down the road eventually one day, maybe. But I, I feel like there's just a lot of games that get overlooked that, you know, hey, this little indie, like, throw it on there. It might, you know, someone might be like, wow, this is great. Or someone, you know, and it might get some like fan backing behind it. And then next thing you know, we're getting a better iteration or another game down the pipeline that's better because they got the funding to make another one. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, um, so yeah, so I think the lineup is good. Um, I'm styling on you, bro. I do think that, uh, PS now is already great. So I don't think that we have to worry about Bo Jiden making PS now great again. I think it's already great. As a matter of fact, I re-upped my PS now today. Ooh, I, I still have a love hate with PlayStation now. Like I like it runs better on my PC with the streaming games than it did like on the four streaming some of the games. Uh, I just like there. Okay, more like the lineup has gotten so much better, far superior. Um, oh, yeah. Like you know, they have the Last of Us Part Two on there. Yep. Um, Final Fantasy Eight Remastered, I believe, is on there now. Killing Floor Two, love Killing Floor, such a great game. Yes, it is. So like you know, and then they're having like you know. Uh, I believe, well, I'm actually going to pull it up now so I don't sound like an ass and I have my no, research number. Red Dead Redemption 2 is leaving on the 1st of November. Same with Nier Automata. So if you are, you know, like, hopefully you guys didn't miss out on that. But I'm just like, it's such a good service. I just, I don't know, there's something, I just wish it was a little more fine-tuned. Like, it took them too long to fine-tune the network side of it. And I feel like that's kind of like I still have a bitter taste about it. Cause like when I was trying it out, you know, when it first came out, I spent all the money, this and that. And it's like, I was trying to play cause I had a PS4. I didn't have a PS3 anymore. Cause it broke. I, was, I just want to play Assassin's Creed rogue. That's all I wanted to do. Yes. I just want to play game. that game. Yeah. And it was on PlayStation. Now I couldn't make it to hit the start button to start the game, the opening Ubisoft and the little intro video. I couldn't make it past that. Yep. And I was like, really? And then I tried again. But I will say some games run really good. Like I was playing one of these NAS like because I grew up in a family like with racing and NASCAR and the Bush North series. I guess they renamed them all to non-alcohol and cigarette related companies. So I don't know what they're called anymore. And <laughs> I was trying out like one of the newest NASCAR games on PlayStation Now on the PC. And I was like, why this is running so smooth because you can't tell how good latency and lag is until you're playing a racing game. Oh yeah. And this game was running perfect. And that's when I was just like, you know, if Sony could find a way to let us install games on the PC, like game pass ultimate, it would be over. Even if it's like installing like half, just so, you know, it's not as so reliant on your, like your internet. Right. Because the library 
has gotten really good. And I'm not going to recant any of the negative shit I've ever said about PlayStation now, because I've always done it from a constructive standpoint and to defend Game Pass in its ultimate standing as the best out of all of them. And it's not as bad as Nintendo's $60 a year, <laughs> stupid. Here's four N64 games and six Sega games. And here's some Animal Crossing <laughs> DLC. And I'm just like, for how much? And Link is red in Ocarina of Time for some reason. Like his 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 little tunic is red. So don't even get started on Nintendo's bullshit. Hey, man. The Nintendo fans will never say a yeah. word. They're going to take their drift controllers. Right. And pay their 60 bucks. <laughs> I've never gotten drift in the four years I've had my Switch, so I'm lucky. But I, the moral story is PlayStation now, I will say, if they could if they could just include it with Plus, like a bundle like Game Pass Ultimate, and maybe just fix the network a little bit more, I would put it on par with Game Pass. Oh, yeah. I think it's great, man. I've always been a big fan of it, even back when you just used it to rent games. You know, this is... I'm old enough to remember when PS now was, uh, was a rental service. <laughs> it was the first of its kind. And, uh, I, I thoroughly enjoy it. And I've, uh, I've, I actually stopped subscribing to it for just a little while because like I wasn't playing anything on it. I mean, I, ha- I, I do the yearly, so I just kind of, when I use it, I use it when I don't, I don't. Um, but I actually just re upped on it because, uh, I, I tend to, I tend to not use it as much because I own most of the games on there. But what I love is the fact that I can play PS3 games on my PS5. And granted, since I'm hardwired, I don't usually have any latency issues. Yeah. But I mean, I remember using PS Now on my PS Vita, and it was oh. freaking awesome. That was so yeah, cool. That was uh, the Vita. Yep. RIP, baby. No, I got a new one finally. I'm oh, so I- like, I, want, I want the blue one so bad. <laughs> that's the only one I don't have because I have a black one and a white one now. And I was able to get them both with a box. But I was like, I need the blue one. And I was like, I actually loaded up the other day because I was going to play some dang and rap. And I was like, man, I was like, this handheld. It's so good. I actually, uh, so good. since the last time we talked, I picked up a black and a white um, PSP Go. Pristine Ooh. condition. I have my white one originally still that I bought when it came out like the go was actually pretty neat it was i i forgot when i was like i was looking at mine the other day and i was like i forgot it's not just white or black it's glittery (laughs) it's got little sparkles it sparkles but it's definitely it's definitely good all right so now places are now more of store places are now like i it's i would say it's a necessity now to have if you want especially before you said ps3 games that's the thing for me i don't have a ps3 Yep. I have a fat boy one, but I don't want to risk it dying. So not only that, but like downloading and updating the fat one is so slow, dude. It's, it has the old network chips and stuff in it. It's so slow. I don't even have it connected to the internet when I use it. I strictly so I could play the PS2 games because I have the backwards compatible yep. one. And I'm one like, nope. Two. That was like, this is strictly in case I want to play Xenosaga. Because that's one of the few PS2 games that, you know, I have no access to play anywhere else outside of actually a PS2 or a fat PS3. Yep. I feel you on that one. Yeah, I actually just picked up another PS3, one of the George Foreman ones. I picked one of <laughs> I picked up one of those at a yard sale last week. So, all right. Gareth Davis writes in. He says, can we encourage more of the Loot Bros community to form teams and enter the GTT SC event on true trophies. MZ Nitro writes in and says, Yeah, 
he agrees with that unless you're all scared. And I kind of want to re- uh, kind of back that up. I'm like, yeah, I agree. Loot Bros Community, thetruetrophies.com is where you want to go. The GTTSC is the name of the event. Sign up, put together a community team. Maybe the trophy whores will come on there. And I don't understand why they don't participate in all these nice trophy competitions. I am going to invoke my Fifth Amendment rights under the Constitution of the United States of America <laughs> to not say any and thing that would be incriminating me, uh, self-incrimination. So, uh, yeah, Fifth Amendment. My trash yeah. talking days are over. The second he made it a one-on-one extra life thing, I was like, okay, it's for the kids. I don't care. But let's face it. There's a reason why. Because he was all gung-ho with the trash talk. And then some of those some of those TW fans, fan, I should say, can't say plural, <laughs> uh, started trying to come at me. And I was like, nah. I was like, I see you're trying to butter your biscuit a bit. I'm going to let it be. I'm not going to. Not going to invoke what's inside of me that ruins people. I mean, if you want to know, just ask the Tommy Gun. He still has no bullets in in, in the chamber. Like we we had to squash that real quick because you know I, I can I can I can cross lines. I can hurt feelings, but I was kind of mad that I was like, oh, it's like it's for the kids though. So I'm like, that's oh, a good cause. Nice, have at it. But there should have been some teams, and it should have been a war. Well, it did turn into a teams, and it did turn into a war. Yeah, but I can't really do actual life because I weekends and working and stuff. Yeah. So but yeah, I was, like, I was like, oh, you know, I got bills to pay, weddings to plan. <laughs> I was like, I was like, ah, PlayStation trophies. Mm, I only have six PlayStation controllers. They might die. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I no, okay. The new PlayStation controllers look really nice. Some of the colors they've been releasing. So I got that like red one for the five because it yep. looks good. And I still have that weird one that was like that for the PS4. That was that weird magenta purple with the teal on it like that like that weird one for my daughter dude i love that color like i will say this out of everyone playstation kills it when they release controllers like xbox releases like 20 new colors every month but man when sony releases them i think it's because the design of the controller it's always two-tone and it's, yeah. like, it's sleek and i like it i got the midnight black and my son got the red the crimson red i haven't seen the blue one anywhere and it's kind of bothering me. I really want the blue one. Yeah, we haven't. I haven't seen the blue one yet. So no, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. All right. Matt G writes in. and He says, because, you know, we're coming up on the heels of Halloween. By the time you listen to the show, Halloween will have already passed. So do you have a spooky gaming tradition you keep during Halloween? I like to ensure I get a few games of Team Fortress 2 while they run their holiday events. Would like to hear some new ideas. I don't have a Halloween um, tradition as far as gaming goes. I actually am trying to start one. So what I've been doing leading up to this uh, trophy event is I've been streaming, which I said that a little, excuse me, a little while ago. What I want to do is I want to stream and play some horror games with my kids on actual Halloween. So, but I always have to take them trick or treating. And we, you know, when we do things, we, we commit pretty hard. So we usually go until, you know, we, we usually shut Halloween down. So as it stands right now, the boys still want to want to do, you know, Halloween like proper. My daughter is actually going to be spending the night with some friends and she is not going to be doing Halloween with us. So I 
thought maybe I could talk the boys into just doing a big gaming sesh and things like that, but they uh they want their cousins to come over and they want to do trick or treating. So we'll we'll see. As it stands right now, no. Now we'll say as far as gaming traditions in general that I probably should do around Halloween, but I just try to make sure I do it once a year anyway just period. Is I play Resident Evil 2, the OG. I always make Ooh. sure I play that every year. I don't usually tie it into Halloween, it's just kind of whenever I can get get to it whenever I'm on vacation or something. And so that is still to come this year. I haven't played it yet this year. Nice. I I don't really have also, you know, you should uh if you want to play games and stream with them, have you uh have you played Bendy and the Ink Machine? Yes, my youngest and I played and beat oh, that game together. That's a that. weird one. It is. I think there's a second one that either came out or is in development and coming out. There's one on tablet. It's called Boris. Yeah, no, there's actually like a, a full bendy and something. Okay. Like I don't I don't think it's out yet, but yeah, I was because I was like the whole time I'm like, oh man, I feel like given the games that they've been playing, I'm like you should uh, but you already beat it. So yep. uh I don't have really any traditions. Like I mean I watch I celebrate Halloween all year round. Like I like horror films, like horror games, so I don't like isolate to like one month or one night. But around Halloween time I like to play Dead by Daylight. Oh, um yeah. But I'll put on a movie based on the killer I'll play as. So I'll set it to only being the killer. So if I'm going to watch, so I'll play like as, you know, uh, Ghostface. So I'll put Scream 1 on and I try and time my kills to the movie. There you go. So it's like, if Billy's like, mmm, corn soap and food coloring, just like they used to make pig's blood <laughs> and carry. And I'm just like, stab. <laughs> and I'll be I, right back. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, oh, don't say that. But yeah, like I tried time and out, so it's like, it, it's kind of fun, like playing as a killer, watching the movie they're a part of. Or if I'm going to be a survivor, I set it so I'm only Ash, and then I'll just watch freaking Evil Dead, Evil Dead 2, Army go. of Darkness. And this is my boomstick. It's like, shop smart, shop S smart. <laughs> but like, I just, because like, I just love horror films. Like, that's kind of like, I guess my thing, like, I have tons of or movies and love collections. So it's like, I kind of like my gaming's usually is just something that coincides it where I can watch a movie and enjoy a horror movie while playing a video game. But now the new one, we're kind of starting thanks to the last three years of was it super massive games with the dark pictures anthology is now the theater co-op couch mode for the dark picture games. Cause last yeah. year we did little hope and it was fun. And the year before that I played man of Medan and she watched and we played until dawn or well i played she made the choices <laughs> uh but go. you know we're gonna be doing that with house of ashes so that's kind of cool as long as these games keep being annual i got after this i got five more years of this happening <laughs> yeah. so so at least i know where i'm gonna be around halloween between now and 2026 there you go there you go yeah i'm like i said i'm gonna pick mine up tomorrow um i don't know that i'll get to play it for halloween but Boy, I'm going to try. I definitely want to get on the five. I'm probably going to, because like I have the other two on the four, PS4. Yep. But like, it's one of those things where it's like, I'll keep buying it to support them. Like, oh, they want to put it on the Switch, I'll buy it on the Switch. Like, <laughs> go ahead. Like, I just, it's such a novel idea, and no one is, like, I would have never thought we would have gotten annual horror anthology oh, video game series. Like, and we still got the curator with that. Badass intro song. Oh my god, that intro is it's on so my phone. Freaking good. Like it's been what? This will be three years since the first, like since Man of Medan came out, and like that song is still 
so good. Like it, I want to go buy another guitar because like my yeah. guitars are back home on the East Coast, and I just want to like sit around and just do that riff all day, just walking around with one of those like portable <laughs> amp packs yeah. and just like just doing it. And be like on this road, you just walk around San Francisco doing yeah. that, man. I just go everywhere. Like I'll be at work and like people will be like in meetings and I just come in with the guitar. I'm like, and they're like, what are you doing? I'm like what? I'm the curator. It's like, everyone has a story. <laughs> yes. But yeah, no, there's uh, Halloween traditions are not like, I don't know if it's cause like I never had any like really growing up besides like trick or treating. But like now that we're adults, like trying to like come up with like unique Halloween traditions, especially with like yeah. gaming. Cause like, you know, we didn't really get, you know, as many games released every year like we do now. So right, now it's kind of right. cool with like all these different media formats and how everything tight, like you can kind of create your own. So I'm kind of curious, like there should be a thread on the group. Like hey, after Halloween, what you guys did gaming, Halloween tradition, you guys making your own, let us know. Cause like, I'm curious cause I'm going to steal those ideas. Just letting you know. There you go. There you go. We can do that. We can make that happen. Not only that, we could do that in the discord as well. Get a nice little, little, a little, yeah. little room in there for just for that stuff. So, I'd like to find, I'd like to see what everybody's doing too, man. Because like I said, I, I really wanted to do things different this year, but I, I'm not going to spoil my kids' Halloween. So if they want to go trick or treating and do do their thing, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna stay up late and play games, anyways. But yeah, there's a definitely a difference in in the quality of my game time. <laughs> like when I, <laughs> I go and walk freaking five miles around the neighborhood, trick or treating and hustling, and then I come back, I'm like, you know what? I'm tired. I'm just going to sit here and grind out. Um, missions on Saints Road. So, all right. Um, CJ writes in with the final question this week. And he says, the latest Neptunia cross Sinron Kagura Ninja Warriors has shown an increasingly alarming problem with these series in relation to the breast size. The Sinron girls continue to grow to a magnificent tit-to-head ratio, uh, ration of two-to-one with the Nep-Nep ladies have been trailing behind for years. How do you feel about the rumored paid DLC cosmetics to enlarge the net nips to balance the motorboating skill between these characters? All right, I guess I'm going to get on my soapbox for a minute because we are talking about one of my favorite JRPGs franchises, Hyperdimension Neptunia. Um, I will say this, uh, your Neptunia X Sanran Kagura, a.k.a. Sanran Ninja Tizen Neptune, Shujo Tachi no Kayuan is a great crossover game. Uh, and listen, it's only been out for what? Like, it's been out for like three days, okay? It, it, you got to understand, Idea Factory and Kapile Heart and Tamsoft even, they know what they're doing with the size and the ratio. Neptunia, when you think about it outside of Vert and Blanc, and at times, Neptunia herself, uh, they are mature females. Whereas Ram, Rom, uh, you know, Iffy, and all, and all them, they're, they're, they're supposed to be children. They're the handheld versions, like, you know, Ram and Rom for, you know, Nintendo. They're not the full adult. They're supposed to be like the lesser ones. I do not need them to be enlarged or enhanced. Now, would I do pay DLC? Probably. I mean, honestly, like it's physics. <laughs> There's a science behind it, but I don't, the ratio side, like, it just reminds me of those mouse pads, okay? Yes, and, mouse pads are hilarious. And it's a crossover game. So you can't, you don't, you, you play Tekken versus Street Fighter or Street Fighter versus Tekken, whatever one that came out. It's like, let's face it, did you want like the characters to not like, do you want 
Chung Lee to come in with some weird like Jack freaking physics. No, you want Chun Lee to be Chun Lee. You want the thighs that are going to crush you. <laughs> you know, it, it, you know, you want the cami with the cami. You know, like cami so you with kept, the can. Yeah, they kept them similar to their roots of the game they were from. Whereas this one, it's like I, if people are going to get into this, they're Neptunia. Like, there's a thin line between Senran and Neptunia for fans. One's a JRPG, awkward, very meta in making fun of the game industry, which is the the, the country they're from which is hilarious. And Senran is very like, you know, hack and slash very. It's basically, it's basically a dynasty warriors version of outlaw volleyball or dead or alive volleyball. That's all. That's really, that's really what it is. (laughs) That's really what it is. Yeah. And so it's like, and there's something outside of like the waifu anime style of Neptunia. There's something very charming about how, if you play all the games, it's realistically, mocking all the gamers that are, are like caring about console wars because every tech company has their own like country within their continent which i find hilarious but at the same time how they all like fight and they'll have people who praise them and how much they're praised is how much how powerful and how much capita their little country has within it but then at the same time they're all friends with each other so it's like there's so much tongue-in-cheek meta Stuff in Neptunia, it's just they don't need they don't need to be bigger. Okay, if you played it, verts are so big. If you paid DLC for those to be any bigger, you're not you're only going to see a neck and a belly button on your screen because it's just going to be straight up <laughs> anime boobs. Like you're not going to be able to do anything. It's just going to take over. And if it's in VR, you, I don't you'll get a nosebleed. Oh my gosh! <laughs> like, so I'm playing Senran Kagura Estival Versus on the Vita. And this is my first Senran Kagura game. And I think they're really fun to play. Like I'm obviously playing, I've been ridiculed on the show for playing the censored version. Cause you can go into the menus and turn on the toggles where it doesn't make, make them explode whenever they're damaged. Yeah. And so I've been playing, you know, the game and it's, it's a lot of fun. Like it's a really, really good game. I've played one Neptunia game. I played, uh, Neptunia blank versus monsters. That sound right? Oh, the um, was that the hack and slash one? Yeah, it was. It was. I mean, yeah, the like games the are almost Wars. identical, really. Yeah, no, that that was like a crossover one. I think I don't know if they ported that to the console. I know that was on the Vita. That one was good. I know it's on Steam now too. That one was good. They did a Sega Girls one. They did. Oh no, not Sega Girls. That was. They released a side scroller called Super Neptunia RPG, and it's just. 2d side scroller love it but yeah the hack slash one that one was good i enjoyed that a lot i thought it was a little much that like as you took damage your clothes could get torn okay but uh, it was mega tag mention block plus neptune versus something dude there's so many titles yeah yeah there's so many titles like there's a lot of games because then you go into like hyperdimension neptunia rebirth one which is just hyperdimension neptunia one then you got like rebirth two which is like uh mk2 and i was like why couldn't you just name it two and then they have uh hyperdimension victory which is five but the v is for the roman numeral five but then they have victory two but it's v slash slash for seven but it's not seven it's just victory two and i'm like who's naming all these like but the Senran games are fun i only played a few of them uh for those who 
haven't, there is a um, an anime for um, Senran Kagura. Uh, it's hilarious. Uh, he, a lot of fan service. So for those of you who like your uh, anime waifus, go ahead and check that out. That's all I'm saying. I do not. Yeah, it's inappropriate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, if you think the game is fan servicey, but yeah, off topic. No, not really on topic because tits. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I uh, even is I don't even know if he was joking about the paid DLC. Honestly, uh, uh, you know what? I don't know either. It's CJ. So you, you, and the the mess up thing is. I could see it being a thing because there's a lot of pervs out there on the internet. I'm one of them, <laughs> uh, but it's one of those things. Okay. If you've got to start doing paid DLC to like modify visual appearance, of your characters, and it doesn't add anything to the gameplay or this and that, that's where I draw the line of what DLC is. Cause I had that issue with the wrestling games. Remember they had like used to like the N64 ones. You played the N64 ones. You unlock, you know, you go through the Royal rumble, you make it to the end. You unlock Andre the giant, Pat Patterson, Gerald Briscoe, even though they all were trash. Why right. would I have to make it that far? But like now it's like when they started with like WWE like 13 and 2K14, it's like, oh, pay a dollar ninety nine to get the accelerator. accelerator you your- pass, yep. And I'm like, you're telling me people don't want to play and unlock stuff? Like, and that's like paying one to unlock stuff, this and that, but like and I'm okay with that DLC, but paying to modify the chest breast region of a character, I just that's weird. I mean, people pay for it in real life, so. I know, but that's different. That actually enhances <laughs> things in real life. That adds to the gameplay. <laughs> <laughs> the problem is in the video game, it doesn't. Oh, real life, no, that's 100%. That's, a, that's, a, that's an upgrade. That's like going from a PS4 to a PS4 Pro, okay? I <laughs> will support that. Like, my body, my choice. You go right on ahead. That's is, is that each? <laughs> Do they get a buy one, get one half on <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh uh, so, alright so that is the end of our community questions thank you guys so much for writing in whether you put it in the discord you put it in the facebook group um, now uh, Mark I think that so far this episode has proven you are the best guest to bring on because everything we've talked about even the community questions have been right up your alley I know they knew ahead of time <laughs> it's, like, it's almost like they, it was predestined to be this versatile way. there you go uh, but what we're actually here for is to talk about some of the, in the very small handful of really yes. good things that came from DC fandom. So I'm not even going to do any kind of like flirting and getting into it. Like what was your favorite announcement from DC fandom? Uh, the Batman trailer. Oh, so good. dude. <laughs> and uh, okay. Honestly, like the Batman trailer got me and uh, the blue beetle stuff actually. Cause there's two DC characters I'm a huge fan of that get no respect. And honestly, you don't really hear about is booster gold yep. and blue beetle. Uh, Justin and, Cooper is, is screaming for joy right now. <laughs> yeah. And the fact that one, we got the kid from the, from Cobra Kai. I love, he's a great actor and he already has the martial arts down in action. But like I was talking to a friend of mine, cause I was trying to explain blue, blue beetle and it's kind of tough because there's been so many iterations and he's not, he's not always been around because there's a blue beetle that kind of interacts titans then there's blue beetles kind of on their own and so it's kind of like trying to explain what the hell's going on with ghost rider you know right right like why does he have a why does he have a freaking 
was it a Mustang? Where's his motorcycle? It's like, well, that's that's where he has that someone different completely. His brother's in a wheelchair, and they're like, what happened to the the one that Nicolas Cage played as? I'm like, uh, he's trying to steal the Declaration of Independence. I don't know, <laughs> but so I was just like, with comic book movies, like, there's, I don't. I don't like, I'm going to hit all the keywords and it's not meant to be tongue in cheek or anything, but like the inclusion and, you know, everyone getting represented. But like from the standpoint of like true authentic, when I was watching the interview and they talk about Blue Beetle, I was like, this is what I want because this is the character. This yeah. is the, the little concept art for the suit. I was like, ooh, that's crisp. I like that. And I'm okay when we get stuff like this done. Because this is not going to be a pandering movie. This is going to be like when Ant-Man came out. Everyone was like, Ant-Man? Why Ant-Man? And it's Scott Lang? I thought Hank Pym was... Pym was and then you got to explain, well, Hank Pym drinking, hitting his wife, and Scott Lang came along, and he became Ant-Man because Hank Pym had a, a bottle problem. And but the, yep. and then that movie ended up like surprising everybody with how much money it made. Same with Guardians. It's like, when Guardians was coming out, I was like, okay, well, we got Star-Lord and Gamora, but I was like, Groot and Rock Raccoon, what about, you know, such and such, the OG Guardians, they're not going to be in it. Then look, look how much money that made, and it's now getting a trilogy. Same with Ant-Man. That's what Blue Beetle is going to be. It's yep. going to be that one that every, there's going to be a handful of us who know who it is. That even smaller amount of people who actually read the comics or care about the character. But it's probably going to be that hit that's going to be like, DC is going to realize we can make films about characters that aren't the Suicide Squad and aren't a part of the Justice League, and it works. Because outside of Marvel, before Ant-Man, in Guardians, everyone was an Avenger that got a film. Yep. And that's kind of how DC's been playing it. I mean, mind you, I'm not mad about another Batman. Really love yeah. a Man of Steel too, but <laughs> <Same>. Blue Beetle, <laughs> Blue Beetle, like, that just got me, because I'm just like, this is, this is what's going to make or break the DC films, because this could go horribly wrong or it could be really good and then we're gonna in that we're gonna get the obscure ones we're gonna get a booster gold because i don't think people realize booster gold would be great and it would set up even more of like a multiverse in the flashwood because you got the legion of superheroes ring you got like you know the multiverse like that's another like another character that could especially from a comedy standpoint with all the sponsors he has on his suit oh yeah i was just like this could be the like this could be hilarious and it wouldn't be forced putting humor into a comic book movie because he's funny correct correct but and then yeah but that that's the number one thing that really got me through the whole thing and i and i was i figured you'd bring that one up and that was a good one and one of the things that and i don't want to spend too much time on it but i do want to acknowledge the fact that like dc is going through a very pandering phase right now and they definitely had their diversity inclusion clipboard you kind of like right there in front and center. And they're like, let me make sure that every announcement, we check all the boxes. Yep. And this was one of those where, like you said, like it's a, it's a Hispanic character and they have a Hispanic director and they have like, it's very much like they're wanting to tap into that culture. And it was like, oh yeah, they're what was, was frustrating with DC right now is they do something like that. And they're like, oh, look at us being so diverse, but it's like, wait a second. No, no, no you're not being diverse. You're being true to the character, which is what yeah. you should always do. The authenticity and, is there. Right. And it's like diversity and inclusion is good when it's done correctly. What is done correctly mean when it serves the character, you know, like yeah. when, when you're not just doing it to do it. So you can say, Hey, look at what we're doing over here. And it's like, Oh, 
yeah, we're totally leaning into this because we want this to be as authentic as possible. So I figured you would shout that one out. You and uh, Justin Cooper, uh, shout out to Justin from the Geek Life HQ. You guys are, have always been the the booster and um, Blue Beetle guys. Like, like I've always known of them because of my history with DC. And, you know, just, but I've never leaned into them like you guys. So anytime we talk comics or we talk yeah. lore, you guys always bring those dudes up. And I was like, yep, yep, that's it's, happening. And it's, and I'm honestly hoping this leads to, because for a while they're DC, from a comic book standpoint, really leaned heavily into Batman. They had Batman Incorporated, Batman and Robin, yep. Batman, Detective Comics. And I'm just like, I get it. Like Batman's popular. I love Batman too. And I love Superman, but like there's so many other comics that they keep rebooting or shelving and putting on the back burner. Like when Shazam, the movie came out, they actually put the Shazam comic on the back burner for three months yeah, randomly for no reason. And I'm like, why? Like, well, no, like I was reading it. I was enjoying it. And then we got the King Shazam one shot where he was infected from like the yeah. metal. And I was like, who, by the way, um, off topic, I found the uh, Todd McFarlane toys, King Shazam at Target, and that was an yeah. instant purchase. I was like, <laughs> that looks, I even got the Robin King one too. And I don't collect any of those figures besides I have the Justice League Ben Affleck Batman in without the yeah. helmet. So I haven't found the Justice League Ben Affleck yet, uh, but, but I did get the uh, Black Suit Superman the other day. Nice. Yeah, so I was Which, like, oh, that's happening. Yeah, I have to find the regular suit because there's a regular red and blue also that got released for justice league. So I I've guess got the, whenever the original justice league came out, like the, um, Whedon, was it the Whedon cut. Yeah. Yeah. I got that one in the red, the red box line they were putting out. But as far as like the new multiverse line that has like the actual Snyder yeah. cut figures, the only one I've gotten out of there so far was the uh, black suit Superman. I got the black suit one. I didn't, I haven't found the red and blue Superman one for the Snyder cut, but it's out there. I've seen photos of it. It exists. And I got, um, the Aquaman also from so, just Lee. Yeah. I, I don't like the way it looks. It doesn't look good. I didn't like it either. I didn't buy it for that reason. No, Julie was, was just like looking at it. She's like, that looks nothing like him. And I'm like, I know. It's, it's so funny. You said that because I was getting ready to say, I didn't pick that one up because of that. I, but like, granted, in my area, these figures just, I don't know, man. I got a, I got a, one of my old band members, one of my old guitar players. He said that he drives to like one or two towns over and they've got a Walmart there that just gets this surplus of figures. Hmm. So I think I need to head over there. Just yeah. make the 45 minute to an hour drive. I sold my sat. I sold my whole sat, except for the Ben Affleck without the, like the Batman without the helmet yeah. and the regular bat. I found, but I sold the Flash, Wonder Woman, Cyborg, like the whole set was like, boom. Well, I made, I think, how much did I sell for? Like oh, I'm two, sure you made it. Made two right something? Yeah. And I was like, yeah, that's going to pay. For, but like, I had to keep the Batman without the helmet, obviously, because I was like, oh, look, that's Ben Affleck's face right there just looking at me <laughs> it, in approval that's the man of, himself. My life, of my life choices. I'm like, that's right. man, I was like, should I, should I eat Hot Pockets for dinner? What do you think, Ben Affleck? And he's just like, yes. I'm like, thank you. That's awesome. That's awesome. But yeah. But yeah, no, that was the inclusion thing you're saying. Like, that's one of my issues with it. Cause, like, I'm actually, we talked about, but it's probably going to be one of your nice little sound bits for a uh, <laughs> compilation. Um, I read action comics and I've actually read the first four issues of Superman, Son of Kal El. And it's actually good writing. And uh, 
if they did everything they're doing with his sexuality choices, that fine does not matter. It's still good writing the the comic and to tie it in with action comics right now with everything Superman's doing really good story. They're telling. I just don't think they need to do all the press behind it. That's not because they're like, Oh, it's already outsold like the first issue. And I'm like, guys, you realize the first issue of Superman, son of Kel first print only sold 67,000 copies. Right. Where on average Superman is selling 130,000. So I was like, you, if you sell 75,000, you've definitely beat your sales of the first issue. The sales of the issue have nothing to do with this. It's because it's a new comic and it's actually doing well. And the writing is good. And I'm just like, and I will tell them right now, whether what you what you think of and care for like inclusion, this and that, like, I don't care. Everyone do what you want. As long as you're happy, you're not breaking any laws. Like, but this is actually really good writing. Like, I'm actually enjoying the writing of it. And especially it's Tom Taylor, comics. man. Tom Taylor yeah. does. He's, he's so good. And like, so mm-hmm. I've been on this kick of buying anything he does. And then that interview came out where he was like, yeah, we don't need another straight white super, uh, straight white savior. And I was like, ugh. Like that's, and then of course, you know, DC's marketing right now, like you, you called out, it's just like, it's just so bombastic. And of course the, all the headlines were Superman is by, and it's like, no, he's not. John like, Kent is. Yeah. And, and even then it's not even the original John. No. Like I was listening to this breakdown from the guys at comics experiment. And they're like, this is technically a brand new, brand new character because in now, this gets really confusing, and it's way past where I read. So I would have never known this had I not listened to the breakdown. I know exactly what you're going to say. But yeah, so like this is a different John from another universe brought in to ours. Like, and it was it was like, I mean, the way they explained it, I was like, oh, wow, I would have never followed all that. Because <laughs> yeah, it just messes with the timeline from the standpoint of like, because you still right. have John in the Super Sons. Mm-hmm. As well, which is younger than the John in Son of Kal El Superman, right? And that's why it's like it gets kind of confusing, and that's why it's like, well, I was like, all you need to worry about is Super Sons, Damian Wayne. That's all you need to care about. Don't don't worry about John. You get Damian Wayne, the best Robin ever, <laughs> right? Like, right. I was like, that's our Lord and Savior, and when he's Batman one day, it's going to be amazing. Like, I'm still hoping we somehow get a bat, like because Ben Affleck's at the proper age. We find some little snotty attitude actor who's like 13, 14 years old. Yep. Like, hey, you're going to be Damian Wayne. You're working with Ben Affleck. But we need you to act like a douche the whole time. Cameras rolling or not. Be a method actor like Jared Leto is, but actually be an actor unlike Jared Leto. <laughs> like, go in there and you're going to be Damian Wayne. Because Ben Affleck's at that age. I'm like, give us Damian Wayne. Like, before it's too late, like, Robert Pattinson can't be a dad right now as Batman. No. He, like, he- He's a, he's what year, technically year two Batman. Yeah. Like mid, I, I, my timeline is I'm thinking it's still year. It's towards the latter half of year one. So it's not long Halloween yet. Cause I'm still hopeful. I was still hopeful it was going to be long Halloween for the live action, but it wouldn't make sense for them to do long Halloween animated. Right. Right. Four right. or five months before the film comes out. Cause like, I just want, I think the long Halloween from a live action standpoint would just be so good, but I don't know. But yeah, the whole comic thing, and it's talked about way more than it needs to be. It's it's a comic book. It's still fictional characters. So it's like, if you don't want to read it, don't read it. I just don't see why so many people are like, the people who are getting really bent out of shape over the Superman suit aren't even reading it. Right. So it's like, unless you're spending money, like, 
I I'm reading it and I was like, it, it's not affecting me like as a cis straight male, blah, whatever all those words are. I don't know. I'm 35. <laughs> you guys, they, they keep changing they keep the words. Changing it. Yeah. The I, I'm trying to keep track. I don't know because, what I am anymore. <laughs> Cause it's not like I try to keep track for like historical accuracy. Not because I don't care about being canceled. It's just like, at least let me be accurate with, like, I like to be a factual person. And the facts are if 70,000 people are reading this comic book and there's, 50, 60 to 100,000 people outraged, then already 80% of those people probably aren't even buying the comic. Right. Well, you know, essentially DC marketing did what they set out to do. They got people talking about it, mm-hmm. you know, whether people buy it or not. And and so anyways, it's, already going, it's already going to second print and it's not yeah. even out yet. Well, and I bring, I bring all that up just to, to say that like they, they did that. This whole conference was just like, you know, checking the boxes and, and it's, that's whatever, you know, yeah. like it, some of that stuff gets frustrating from time to time. And I don't necessarily think that it adds, you know, value, but in the same respect, like I was there to watch it and see what happened. So, um, you know, the, the booster, I mean, the booster gold, the blue Beetle stuff was cool, but man, those, those Gotham Knights and suicide squad kill the justice league trailers were freaking awesome. Like, I thought uh, they were awesome. I was obviously last time we talked about those games. I could care less about the Suicide Squad one and Gotham Knights. I was like, oh, I'll just wait till we actually see something. Gotham Knights, I'm sold on. I need it 100. percent Yes. Like the fact that it kind of has some RPG elements to it, which we haven't really seen before. And I'm like, I'm sold. That game looks so good. Suicide Squad. I think it's honestly because I don't really care to like play Suicide Squad. Honestly, I understand that. I understand. I'm not a huge Suicide Squad fan in general. And so it wasn't until I mean, I've read some Suicide Squad stories that are pretty decent. But for the most part, I'm just that's just not for me. Like, I don't I just don't I don't love it. And uh, I really enjoyed um, James Gunn's Suicide Squad. Oh, yeah. Peacemaker. Eat a bag of dicks. <laughs> this entire beach was dicks. And for liberty, I eat them all. <laughs> that that the fact that out of anyone, because realistically, outside of like the Arrowverse, Peacemaker is really the first, uh, and Titans, but that's an ensemble. But from a singular superhero antihero standpoint, he's really the first one in this new era to get a show. Yeah, we're not yeah. like. I assumed we would get like a Nightwing show before that, even though that's kind of like what Titans is. But you know, everyone else is there. Like, but the fact that Peacemaker of all people is getting a show and it looks phenomenal. Like, I was even like, I was kind of thinking like to tie stuff. Like, dude, we just freaking like Aqualad or freaking like Crypto. I would watch a freaking show about the dog. Like, I think that'd be kind of cool. But like Peacemaker, and yes, they showed the trailer, but like. Even that didn't feel like it needed to be a part of DC fandom because it kind of at the same time was just like a whole festival of like James Gunn does no wrong. Right. But it's like, well, where's that love for Zack Snyder? He made you more money. Yes. Like yep. he has to take to Twitter and whatever weird social media stuff he does to promote his stuff. Like they never like and it's funny because they don't even do that with a lot of their people like Patty, whatever, who did Wonder Woman. Yeah. Like. Yes, Wonder Woman 84, say what you will about it. It happened. But the first Wonder Woman 
was really good, even though we had, you know, some help from Snyder and everyone else. Yep. But there's a lot of other people who have worked on DC films. Even The Flash, like, we got that quick little teaser. Got a little bat, little ears of Keaton. Oh, a little, know, dude. A little Batmobile under the car cover. Yes. I was losing it. I was like, ooh. I was like, what's under there? I know what's under there. I know there. what's under there. <laughs> I was like, you going to show me a little bit? You going to show me, yeah. like, a, just show me a hubcap. Show me part of a tire. No, show me they the. Did, sh- they showed the outline. Yeah. They showed the yeah. outline of it. So. And I was just like, ooh. I was like, is that for me? And then we got this. <laughs> uh, so the only negative thing I would say is Black Adam has been in production for so long and they've given us nothing. Like that yeah. five minute video we got. And I'm just like, because they spent so much time at Fandom last year. And that the reveal was, look at this slightly animated poster. Yeah, yeah. It's like, that's what I look like. It's like, eh. This time we got a suit. There's too many heroes in this film. We don't need Dr. Fate in it. Hawk guy, like, but Adam Smasher. And I was like, what are you doing? Like, you should introduce Black Adam. (laughs) Yeah, you should introduce Black Adam in a Shazam film or a Superman film. I agree. Or, like, that's it. Like, I don't like, like, Dr. Fate. Obviously, after now, Pierce Brosnan. I can't see anyone else's Dr. Fate, though. No, no, I, I think that's a good pick. That's a really good yeah. pick. And realistically, Dr. Fate's been kind of portrayed as a bit of a puss in the past few, like, like comics and yeah. even in the animated films. Yeah. Like, and I think even in Injustice 2, the game, Dr. Fate, he's not, like... He's never been, like... Yeah. He's even in, like, because he was in Smallville too at one point too, towards the end of the show, I think. Oh, dude. They, uh, they're just getting ready to release the Blu ray. It's out. I saw it today at FYE. Oh, oh man. it looks so gorgeous. I want they, that. They already had the seasons on Blu ray, like some of them, but like that set looks so good. It's got this gold 20th anniversary stamp on the front of it, right next to Tom Welling's face. And I'm like, I kind of, like, I almost bought it. I was like, dude, mm-hmm. I, I thought they were going to put it on HBO Max. I thought that was like, yeah. Here's the announcement. This the entire season, all seasons of Smallville on HBO Max. I was so. gonna say it was my favorite part, but like obviously I had to be like Blue Beetle because that whole small like seeing like Tom Welling and uh, Michael Rosenbaum like yeah. next to each other talk, and I was just like, man, I was like, even like during the CW they had Christ of Infinite Earth, and they had him back as Clark Kent on the show. Yep, and I was just like. That's my Superman. Like that's because <laughs> yeah. there were no super like other than Superman Returns, there were no Superman films in that whole entire time frame. Well, so it's I'm, like I'm still a Dean Kane Superman. So like yeah, I was I was young. Like I was around that, that was like like Dean Kane has even said in interviews, like this was less of a Superman show and it was a lowest show. I was just there. Like right. she was the fixture of the show. That's why I was Superman. And I'm like, I get it. And it was still a good show, like, but Man, like Smallville was just like so good. It's a good and, one. I've yeah, got se- the, several seasons on blue on DVD. Yeah, same here. Uh, also, I think you can watch it on Hulu right now. Really? I think the whole because I've watched it before, and I think it was Hulu that has it still. I'll, I'll check have it a lot out of, tonight. Yeah, but no, I was just like that was so cool to watch them because they've been doing a convention tour together, and want to go in December at LA Comic Con. They're gonna have. Both of them, freaking Lionel Luther, and a few other people are going to be there, and they're doing like a reunion panel. I'm like, I may have to take the two-hour drive because I'll I'll buy that Blu-ray set and be like, you guys need to sign this for me, <laughs> and then I'll be like, and here's some documents I need you to sign, and then like they sign it. He's like, wait, 
as I, Tom was just like, I adopted you. I'm like, yep. Son of Kal- <laughs> I am now the true son of Kal-El. Yeah. Well, uh, getting back to the Suicide Squad, I thought that trailer was awesome. But I mean, and it doesn't really show any gameplay. So like, who knows how the game's going to play it. But dude, that whole scene where Penguin takes off and they're like, oh no, he's getting away. And then Waller shocks him. And they're like, oh, no, he's still going. <laughs> and she pops him again. I just thought that was friggin' brilliant. I thought that was awesome. I, it's like, it looks good. I, but like, from that standpoint, but it's like, we haven't seen any gameplay, like you said. And that is that one coming out before Gotham Knights or is that after? Because I don't even know. I don't even know they gave don't us know. a release time frame. We don't know. But yeah. like, got in Gotham Knights, though, it's just like, Okay, we got gameplay. We know the just the Court of Owls stuff. When they were doing the interview with the Court of Owls and everything else, and I was like, I'm hyped for it. And I've been very public that I'm not the biggest Court of Owl fan when it comes to Batman storylines. Like, I yeah. still am true to the fact that the long Halloween, Hush, things like that are top tier Court of Owls. At times, I felt was kind of lazy. But the way they're explaining it and showing everything off, and I'm like, all right, you know what? I was like, you got my money. Like, oh yeah, oh yeah. I'm still waiting for like a Justice League type game on the scale of Square Enix's Marvel's Avengers. That's what I'm really hopeful for down the road, just with better content and yeah, absolutely not failing. Well, even Marvel's Avengers it does so much good. Like that game, it's never going to get out of this idea that it's not good yeah to the to, to the public but i've been playing that game off and on I, mean, I beat the i beat the campaign the campaign was great man i didn't care anything about kamala khan and then when i played that game i was like oh dude she was awesome dude, same i was just like oh man i'm gonna watch that miss marvel show when it's on disney plus like yeah because i knew of the character she's a newer character she only came out like what 2015 2016 or 16 yeah yeah like new not even six-year-old character and i was just like this is good. Like, cause her character was kind of like all of us, like how we would be in real life. We're going to be mar- fanboys for the heroes. Right. Or fangirls. Right. And, but no, it, especially cause it's on game pass. I was like, I, cause I bought the collector's edition when it came out. Like I have my little captain America statue, my little iron man schematics for the Mark one armor. Like I went in, like I wanted this game and I beat it. I've been still playing it, maxed out a lot of characters, but it's really good. I just think, from a roster library, it's lackluster right now. But from a DC standpoint, I feel like if we got something like that that's dark and gritty, cause at least we're getting co-op with yeah. Gotham Knights because we haven't had any good DC co-op games. So I don't count DC Universe Online either. Uh, that was a good one. That was it was good, good but... You, anything where you make your own character is not yeah. as good as something where you... Well, I was good at... Do the whole coming full circle. Booster Gold is a narrator in that game for the tutorials. <laughs> <laughs> that carries it. But yeah, it's just one of those things where I'm just like Gotham like Gotham Knights right now is probably my top choice over Suicide Squad. I, I, same here. Same here. I think that well, I'm a Court of Owls fan though. So for yeah. me, this story, if done correctly, is going to be top tier. Yeah, that's why I was just like, I'm going to, I have, you know, Court of Owls, like trades and stuff like that. And I've read them, but I'm like, I'm going to reread these like right yep. before the game comes Same out here. because 
even I'm right now just like, I'm not a Court of Owls fan, but man, this sounds exciting. So right behind me, I'll take a picture actually, because when I'm, when I'm streaming, you can see I've got my Court of Owls mask and, um, Oh, is that from the Blu-ray that came or the trade that the came trade with, with the mask? Yeah. yeah. I have one for Death of the Family for the Joker with like yeah, the cutoff face. Yeah, cut off face, yeah. And then I have a then I have a Deathstroke one also. I didn't buy ah man, I wish I would have bought that one. So I took a picture while I was talking and I just sent it to you. But like right behind me on my shelf is uh my white PSP go and my Court of Owls um graphic novel with the mask. So that yeah, that was that was same. for me, like the the Suicide Squad trailer was fun and cool again all cg no gameplay so that i think that one's gonna get pushed out of next year i think gotham knights they keep showing us really cool stuff court of owls mr freeze yeah i'm stoked stoked to play that one that's why i was just like because when they both were announced they were announced the same day and they both had the cg stuff shown so i'm like it's been basically a year so why is it that one we're getting more in-depth stuff shown and the other one we just get some jokes and one-liners? And I'm just like, did you didn't even need to show that. You could just release that on YouTube and just tweet it about it. You don't have to take up all this time. Because like, fandom was like, what, three and a half hours? This dude, it was long. It time. dragged. It, it was, was so a lot of interviews. Yeah, there was too many. Like, I don't mind the panel style stuff with like Peacemaker stuff like that. That's great. But there was just so much in between stuff like that didn't matter. And I would have rather it been like, boom, boom, boom. Like, here we go. Quick 30 second intro. Cause in the whole other time they kept saying coming up Batman, the Batman trailer. Oh yeah. And I'm yeah, just that, like, they want you to stay for it. Yeah. And I did. <laughs> so did I. <laughs> like, but it was nice to see like them talking before the trailer, like announced like Pattinson and Kravitz and everything. Like, I think cause it's a, it's Matt. Reeves, right? That's yeah. It's, it's Matt, Matt Reeves, Reeves and I'm like, you know what? Like, he, I, I, I'm glad he's doing this because he's he's got some good stuff out. He's got some good stuff. He's got some not so good stuff. Like, <laughs> like I do. Like, I'm gonna st- I'm gonna flat out say it. The best movie he's done, Cloverfield. Yeah, yeah. Like that's that's such a good good film. And I mean. He did the two of the Planet of the Apes, which I, I really enjoyed. The like, but let's face it, Andy Serkis like stole those films. But it's just like he's—I don't know which one he did off the top of my head. That was he, he did the um, the first, the uh, second, and third one. He didn't do the first one. Okay, he so didn't do I, Rise. He did Dawn and um, what was the last one? War. Well, I don't even know. What yeah, it's I think so. War is right. So yeah. I liked those better. I'm pretty sure those. Yeah, because there was a lot more action. Because the first one was very talking heavy. Yeah. The only thing I remember is like Draco Malfoy from Harry Potter crying because a gorilla was about to beat his ass. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, eh. but yeah, Cloverfield is still my favorite because like that's J.J. Abrams. It's freaking Tim Cloverfield Lane was was amazing. Did you ever watch that one with John oh, of course. Goodman? Yeah, God, that's that was so good. That was like his, like him showing like, hey. Look at this acting. You thought it was Respect. all just big. You thought it was just Rosanna Big Lebowski and yes, stuff right. Flintstones. <laughs> He's like, yeah, but dab a do bitch. Like, watch. This. That's right. Like, this is that big swing and D energy yeah, right here. That, that was, was so good. 
I know. And we're getting Cloverfield 2 off topic, but yeah, we are. God, I wish my wife would freaking watch that movie with me. Cloverfield or 10 Cloverfield? 10 Cloverfield Lane. Dude, my fiance, she loves that. She's just like, because it has Mary Elizabeth Winstead in it, who's, you know, Ramona Flowers from Scott Pilgrim. Yeah. And, you know, I was just like, yeah. And she's like, that's the good one. I don't like the one when it's the camera all shaking. And I'm like, what? That's great. It's TJ Miller, hilarious stand-up comedian, narrating basically the end of New York. And that's exactly how all of us would be. Yep, yep, yep. I agree. But so. yeah, no, it, but Matt Reeves, like, I like hearing him talk and explain the Batman and the tone he's trying to set. And I'm just like, I want, like, one, this movie, I'm hyped for it, but I want it to succeed because I want this to be a trilogy and I want it to finally be good and actually tell a good Batman story with iconic comic book moments so everyone could shut the fuck up about Christopher Nolan's trilogy. Dude, the thing that's throwing me off, and I agree with you because the Nolan nerds really do get annoying. Um, but the thing that's frustrating to me is that like I can't stand his cowl, like the mask. It shows too much jaw, which I know there's that is iconic in some of the runs. Yeah, but I'm just like, ugh, kill. I have this. I have this feeling. It's like. They're starting with the suit the way it is, so we're gonna eventually see the evolution of it. That's why I was right. like, make it a trilogy, so that way they're like hypothetically, my my wish list, so to speak, would be by the end of the third film, he's full freaking eighty nine Batman. Well, what I don't want without to the two pointy ears, without the not the super yeah, pointy yeah. ears, because that's just a bit much, but definitely not like the Schumacher rubber nipple like well, no. situation. In theory, he would go long Halloween and those super long ears because yeah. that's right before the long Halloween. That's true. So, the thing that's frustrating to me is the Nolan movies, how the suit gets worse every movie. Right? They're like, how can we make this more like the Giver? <laughs> <laughs> it's literally, it's eventually, uh, it's like the 2017 Power Ranger suit. And I'm just yes, like, is yes. he going to morph with like a bat coin? <laughs> like, <laughs> Harvey, it's morphing time. Let's do this. I think it's, yeah, I don't like the thing that ruined Christian, me. Christian Bale was such a good Batman, though. Like, I'm not going to make fun of him too much, but he was just he was something. <laughs> the like, thing that ruined I, me is the college humor skits. I can't. Yes, I know. <laughs> After the last time we talked about those, like I watched <laughs> so many of those, and I was just like, this is going to ruin me. Like oh, and it did. Like I think, I think I think I'm broken. <laughs> it did. It broke me because it's like I'll go back and I've watched the Dark Knight trilogy more than once see this year. It's, and whenever he says stuff, like you hear it in the college humor voice, you don't see it for what it is. <laughs> and we but then you also realize it's not too much of an over embellishment when you really think about it too. It's very it's it's kind of close to some of those scenes. I didn't even watch first. I was really sweaty in my suit. <laughs> but yeah, uh, no, I'm never going to get down there. Right? But Matt Reeves, like, I'm just hoping, like, because there's nothing wrong with the Christopher Nolan trilogy, but I feel like it actually didn't do anything to help Warner Brothers in DC because if anything, everyone was like, well, we got to do Dark and Gritty now. It worked for Christopher Nolan. And it's like, listen, Christopher Nolan's not always batting a thousand, okay? Because, like, I liked, uh, was that, what did he do? Dunkirk. Or whatever, or the more one he made, yeah. I was like, that was phenomenal. But then he did that weird one with the reversing time and the bullets and this and that, and I was like, that was not nearly as good as it was hyped up for. I agree. Very predictable. 
Like when the ending happened, I was like, oh, but like with DC now, I'm like, give us Matt Reeves. Like I want a more, I want more personality in Batman because I don't think everyone always making him stoic and like, you know, oh, when he's Bruce Wayne, he's kind of a ladies man, but he's like dark brooding and charming. And I'm like, no, give him some personality. I I I want some like self doubt, some character development. Have him question what he's doing. Get the morality compass involved because we've already we've always gotten Batman where he's already Batman, and he's set in his ways. And I was like, one of two things: give me the Batman that's you know new and not knowing what he's doing. Then give me the Ben Affleck nap, nightmare scene Batman that's just oh, shooting people. Yes. Like I'm still mad we never got that like fully fleshed out like we should have. Because I'm like I want to see him like with a freaking just an assault rifle, just be like, oh, these flying paratroopers, bah, bah, bah. I'm shooting them in the face. That scene at the end of um, the, the Snyder Cut, where he, t- he tells the Joker he's going to effing kill him, I was just like, oh my gosh, that was the greatest thing ever. I was just like, it sucked that I had COVID when I watched that because right. I was like, I feel like death, but this is the most amazing thing I've ever right. seen in my life. You're like, it cured you. <laughs> it did actually. I was better. Yeah. No, because and it was like, and I'm still not sold on Jared. Like, and that's another thing too. They didn't really like. We got stuff for like the Flash. We got the Aquaman stuff, which Aquaman. I loved the Black Manta upgrade suits, but until I see some trailers and some good footage, like I'm not gonna get too excited for Aquaman. I mean, I'm a huge Aquaman fan. I got my Aquaman Converse's over there on the freaking shelf. Like, I'm a huge Aquaman fan, but it's like I'm a wait. Until I get some substantial footage, and but like the Black Manta upgraded suits, I'm like, I'm glad he's still around because I didn't want him to be like a throwaway villain because right. he's kind of almost a Joker to Aquaman. Like if he was Batman, like that's his villain. Everyone has their one villain, which is why Wonder Woman eighty four. I'm like, how are you gonna do that to Cheetah when like that's her one main villain? Everyone has one main villain, yeah. and you you you, dra- you put it in water and electrocuted it. So what's crazy is. The chick that played Cheetah, I can't remember her name now all of a sudden. The comedian, yeah. Yes, that was her best role ever. She killed that role. Oh, 100%. I thought she was... uh, What was she on? She was on... uh, She was on like... Was it Saturday Night Live? Yeah, she's like... I know she was... I know she was in the... She was in the Ghostbusters movie, too. Right, she's on Bridesmaids. Kristen Wiig. Kristen Wiig, yeah. Yeah. She's on Bridesmaids, and she did that one... uh, the thing is she's she's got she nails funny yeah. but she killed confident and yeah. like menacing that, yes brooding, and that, that calculated that, yes that progression too of like that what that character was and then what that character became out of everyone she had the best character development and oh, i even absolutely i did a review of one Woman four. I did a video version and then like an audio version. Actually, I was lazy. I ripped the audio from the video and posted it. But, know, whatever. Yeah. Um. And I talked about the fact that like they had so much chance to like actually like everything they gave us for her character was so accurate, except for one thing: how she became the cheetah. The whole right. wishing thing I hated because she already was you know working in a museum and had the background in like relic studies and you could see some of the stuff in the background where she was researching tribes all you had to do was have her go to some country third world yeah. country research the tribes where they're doing a ritual of the cheetah and have her be obsessed with it and then her eventually do the ritual herself and become the cheetah that's all they had to do so we could have kept her around and the wish could have been for her to be stronger so that way there she's still the cheetah 
she just got so when the wishes got taken away, she would still be a cheetah. Because I was like, man, you could have just spent ten minutes montage style, and that's the only thing I would have changed. And one of my friends is like, why wow, you really know your cheetah? I'm like, the cheetah is one of the most underrated villains. Well, like, she she killed that role. I mean, I yeah, I, I, I agree with you. I just didn't like the way they did it. Yeah, they could have changed a lot, and I mean. Wonder Woman 84 sense. is still better than this DC fandom, though. Because like, true that true it was that. like three and a half hours. Like, because like other like we've literally, I think we even talk about everything, but we talked about like everything that was important. Like, I'm not going to get into the comic book stuff or the young adult novels or like the Titans TV show stuff, which really didn't matter, or Doom Patrol, like or the Flash getting his gold boots finally. Which I'm like, okay, that's cool, but like, how is the show still airing? Right, right. I will say this. The DC Phantom did remind me of one thing, and it's how the progression of Supergirl went downhill. Because yep. that show was so good. When CBS had it, they put a budget behind it. CW had too many shows, but they're like, we want the shared universe. And I'm just like... Well, that... They, 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 they did the, the, the clipboard, yeah. man. It was just yeah. like... They hit it. It's like this. Some of the episodes were like carbon. It was like carbon copies of like social political stuff that was going on at the time. I'm like, come on, guys. Like this. Like I don't know. There's a tasteful way. I said this on a a couple a show last week or week before. There's good writing and there's bad writing and there's tasteful ways to to handle things that are political and and socially relevant. And that show doesn't just is the sloppiest job. Oh yeah, it's just so it's bad. just interjected, and they're like, "Hey, we're gonna have this." It's like you literally have her working as a news station. You could have it like the stuff being the background. Yeah, like, well, I'm not gonna like. There's so many like subtle or even like kind of tongue in cheek ways to like make it there and not just like throw it in their face. Like, there's so many sly ways they could do it. I will give um the air the first season of Arrow all the credit in the world because they told the story of him being a superhero and a vigilante and never one time called him the arrow. I know the whole first season, man, everything was done through newspaper articles laying around and TVs in the background. Like the writing was so yeah, good. Then they were calling like the green hood for a bit. And I was like, ah, yes. oh, you almost said it. It's kind of like mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. Smallville, the last like three seasons they are like, Oh, the blur showed up again. I'm like, <laughs> I see what you did there. The blooper <laughs> blur. It's a blur, man. It's like, <laughs> you're missing one word in the beginning. Change it. I was like, okay, never, never. He never got called Superman ever yep. in Which all is, and, 10 seasons or 11 that's, seasons. That's co- That's totally cool. You know, it's like, yeah. Like I don't know, man. There's there's just there's cool and clever ways of doing things, and the CW has not been doing their best work. And after they got a Captain Cold on Legends tomorrow, I was like, CW has no idea what they're doing anymore. Well, I mean, I can't believe they had Wentworth Miller for as long as they did. Yeah, and then like, well, my thing is like with the Flash, like literally the first five minutes of that, the season one, the first episode, he's like, "I'm Barry Allen. Let me tell you, how I became the Flash." It's like, no, shh, the guys are the Flash. <laughs> yeah like it's like did you ever did you watch season one of arrow the island doesn't that like take some yeah. cues like, and then season two with deathstroke and then him being the green arrow yes like he, oh it's the writing but you know i listened to an interview with Stephen amell the other day and he was like yeah if if you listen to fans he was like they'll tell you straight up season one and two we killed it 
Season three got a little slow. Season four was okay. Then after that, it was all downhill. Yeah. And minus the crossover stuff, people really stopped listening. I, I stopped after season three. I just watched crossover stuff. So I watched the highlights from the crossover stuff. Like I haven't watched the crossover episodes because I, part of me wants to watch the lead up, but the, the, they had another, one of the big problems I had with that show outside of season three, man, it just got so slow and the Rachel Ghoul stuff was so boring. It was yeah. so boring, but like the buildup between him and Felicity getting together was so good. And that was like one of those weird, like relationships done really well on, on TV. Yeah. And then uh very, it was very, but it, it, it almost had the same effect as like Dr. House and Cuddy did. Like once it happened, you're like, this is, it's not good anymore. It was better whenever we That's, kept wanting this to happen. Right. I was a tribute and everyone always laughs because I was bringing Smallville up because I'm like, well, this is the foundation of the CW Arrowverse is Smallville. They yep. did the same thing when they had Lois Lane on finally on Smallville. And it's like, oh, Lois Lane, they're going to start dating right away. But it was like a couple seasons beforehand of her just like basically berating him and bullying him. And I'm like, and then they're finally together. And I'm like, oh, they're finally together. It's like, nope, she's still got the nickname, still calling him out on his bullshit. And I'm like, I was like, oh, this is a great dynamic. And I liked the way that was because it was like, oh, nice pacing to it. Because second Lois Lane is obviously in Smallville. You're like, well, we know how this is going to go. Yeah. But they tricked you and they dragged it out, in, but not in the bad way. Whereas like Arrow, it's like, yeah, they dragged some stuff out. But like watching, you know, because I guess this is what the final season of Supergirl just is wrapping. We're getting the final season of the flash. I believe after next season, like bat woman or back girl. Is it, I don't even know if it's bat girl or this bat, woman. bat woman. Yeah. Okay. Well that one's done. Cause we just got our bat girl announcement for Warner, Bro- from Warner brothers. And I was just like, honestly, just like, just, I don't, want to see like anyone like lose their job or this now, but they should honestly just cancel everything in the CW Arrowverse. Cause if you haven't seen the first two seasons of Titans, like that show is so good. And I was like, this how show should be even doom patrol. First season was good, but I don't really care about doom patrol that much. Right. Cause, cause I blame Brendan Fraser and social media <laughs> for Tom Cruise's the mummy failing and us not getting the tie in with the invisible man. We're not getting that dark, universe from universal now because of brendan fraser i did the whole red tape thing i figured it out it all stems <laughs> from brendan fraser starting the not my mummy hashtag no. so, <laughs> well that movie's so bad <laughs> dude not nearly as bad as those cheesy ones that cg did not hold up and let's face I it agree. Tomb of I the agree. Two, and i was like I, was, I even tweeted him once i think i'm blocked because i was like sir you have no room to talk have you seen tomb of the dragon emperor <laughs> like <laughs> You fought a whole bunch of abominable snowmen or yetis or something. And, yeah, yeah. And let's face it, I don't want to be rude or anything, but there's there could be some science between what's happened to Jet Li and his health in that film. Because oh that was one God. of the last full films he did that was an American studio produced. I'm just throwing it out there. I mean, he did freaking that Kiss of the Dragon, the one with like DMX and all these other people in it, and Ja Rule or whoever. Completely fine. He acts with you once in freaking a really, really shitty mummy movie. And look what happens. I was like, you can't sit there and try and cancel Tom Cruise. Because it's a guilty pleasure film, The Mummy. The I'm, Tom Cruise I, one. I've watched it. And I was like, this isn't as bad as everyone said. 
but it still it was not great. great. Yeah, I think they put too much with the Jekyll and Hyde. I think he should have been just uh, the doctor and yep. build up to that. Uh, I did like the mind control and everything else, like a lot of the elements of that. Good. But yeah, no, Brandon Frazier's on Doom Patrol. So I'm like, oh, that's cool. You're on a TV show. It'd be sad if someone said, not my Doom Patrol. Yeah, mm-hmm. except for he's like the best part. <laughs> he really is, honestly. And I love Brandon Frazier. <laughs> yeah. Like so much. I was like, Encino Man, <laughs> freaking all these great films. But I was just like, DC has this great lineup. And there's like a divide because you got the CW stuff and you got the Warner Brothers stuff. Yep. And it's like, it's kind of like Harry Potter. One cannot exist while the other's alive. And <laughs> I feel like he who shall not be yeah. named. Yes. Jeff Johns. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. that's a deep cut right there for the no. DC fans. No, I've met him twice. He's actually great. He signed my, uh, my green lantern rebirth and one of my green lantern, green arrow blackest nights. He's a great guy. Um, but if you think but, about it, he's the reason why that we don't have the Snyder cut right now or the Snyderverse. Yeah, I think there's a there's a lot of things in play. I think some people are using scapegoats, but it does honestly, feel like he might be getting some scapegoat on him. Yeah, because um, he's just he's kind of like how Favreau was with the MCU, and but at the same time he's still overseeing the comic book stuff with freaking Jim Lee, and. Yeah, both of them combined when they were working on Justice League. That was like some of the best fucking comics you've ever seen. Aquaman beat up Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman by himself. Yeah, but look where the like, comics are at right now. I don't I don't look at where they're at right now. I just keep reading that. <laughs> I just keep reading the same Justice League comic when Aquaman beat up I'm, Wonder Woman, Batman, and Superman. Yeah. <laughs> I just read that one comic for the rest of my life where Aquaman is just slapping all three of them <laughs> around in a cave. It's like, man, everything this this place is burning down. But did you read this one? comic book yes, right here Aquaman cover slides. he's dragging them out of the cave on the cover but yeah, yeah so the, with dc fandom like they they focused very little on the hbo stuff we didn't get any information about the green lantern that's been in the works for warner brothers and hbo that's right um i think too much time was spent with the flash just to announce a pair of boots and i don't also don't want to get why they had actors from the flash and like this not announcing stuff that had nothing to do with their show and introducing stuff yeah, like, I, all that stuff was so and bad. And they were so boring. They're like, and now I'm really excited to let you know. And we're going to go over and look at Doom Patrol. And I'm like, Grant, whatever your name is, why are you so sad in the eyes? Yeah. Like, I was like, why are you so cardboard cut out? Like, and that's the thing, too. There's no energy in this DC fandom. Like, there's nope. no hype level. Like, it, the only thing, anytime they're like, the Batman's coming up, I'm like, ooh, I'm kind of excited. It's like, but yeah, I feel like we've talked longer than the DC fandom was. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's just bothers me so much. This is far more interesting than the Oh, fandom. no, it was. There's a lot more charisma and more better jokes. We could have got a 20-minute state of play of DC fandom, and it would have been so much better. I've watched, so I don't want, I haven't really been keeping up with like E3 and state of plays and like all those like Nintendo directs, but like I heard about like the Star Ocean game and I was like, oh, let me go check out the Sony state of play. And then I saw the Star Ocean thing. I'm like, oh, that's cool. And everything else that was talked about announced, I'm like, what is all of this stuff? Just the indie games. Yeah. Nothing, yeah. I was, nothing great. No, that I was didn't, the worst anything, I didn't even expect anything major because like honestly, after, you know, like Master coming out and God of War getting a release date and Horizon, like I was just like, and now Star Ocean, I'm like, I really don't 
you guys can literally tell me that like for now on if you like or the ps5 pro like if you don't turn it off or if you say anything negative about it a fist comes out of the front of it and punches you in the balls i'll be like all right whatever <laughs> you got me <laughs> i was like it runs an 8k how many teraflops are in there like i was like all right whatever like so like not everything is for everyone but the state of play i was like oh this is cool like i was just surprised with all these indie games they were just like hey have some star ocean because that's a that's kind of like it's a big deal other than yeah i was like oh okay but i don't really follow the state of plays because i'm just like everything gets delayed and pushed back so yeah it's a weird time you know right now we're getting all these little announcements for things but yet things get pushed back right after they're announced so it's interesting so for from some stuff for some people not everything's for everybody so it's true but well mark man i've had a blast man thank you so much for coming on and doing this right now we're running right at two and a half hours so i know look at that minus a little bit of b-roll uh, yeah so you yeah, always gotta get you gotta get the, dude where are we gonna have the the the, the daryl cut yeah <laughs> <laughs> everyone's go. gonna be waiting they're like wait he, they talked about stuff before the episode and it was juicy release the daryl cut <laughs> there you go well first there's gotta be some kind of scandal and i gotta be removed from the show oh that's true so, uh and then i'll put i'll take a picture of the number 214 right and i'll then, start i'll start um like some rumors that you were like been fluffing your trophy count like we'll, we'll be like they're not been, rumors he's been, <laughs> like, he's been paying people like the gold farmers in world of warcraft oh my gosh be like how many platinums you want Twenty i gotta get one of those like bitcoin farms you know like those are bitcoin servers that farms bitcoin i gotta figure yeah. out how to do that for my trophies yeah <laughs> i could imagine you're gonna wake up and be like hey guys i just added 300 platinums it's like they were all synced within a four-minute time period of each other. <laughs> totally legit. It's like all these games are from like Indonesia and Singapore. It's like, yeah, Mark has a Singapore PlayStation account. He let me borrow it. Yeah, duh. <laughs> so you get the games cheaper. Not even gonna lie. That's, That's what I they say. I haven't yeah. gone that far. I've got an EU account and an NA account. That's yeah. it. You go to playasia.com and you can get like gift cards for other countries in the Singapore account because English is like one of their main languages all the games are in english i got days gone i think we talked before or i think it was when i was on with client them when we were talking about one of the the monster hunter stuff i was like just bringing up what i was playing and i was like yeah no i got a singapore account like i got days gone like a month after it came out for like eight dollars us <laughs> like that's crazy yeah so i was like i got my singapore account plus i get a lot of my japanese games there and they're guaranteed to be in english because in japan the games aren't guaranteed to have english as an option in singapore they tell you if they have english that's dope so and you learn something new every day yeah i get bored i have a lot of free time <laughs> well awesome well mark thank you for coming on here man thank you guys for listening uh, be sure to check out mark's podcast he's just like me he's got his hands in a lot of pots and putting out a lot of stuff but you can always check out what he's doing with the nerd name mark podcast um if you're if you made it this far and you're like, man, I still hadn't pulled the trigger on the Patreon, jump on in there. You can get in for as little as a dollar, and there's all kinds of extra content in there. We do the Super Loot Bros every month. We do the Deep Dive every month. But I also throw in one to two extra episodes just for being a patron that are bonuses. So thanks again, Mark, man. I appreciate it, and thank you guys uh, for no listening. Problem. And just remember... Patty Jenkins Wonder Woman 84 sucked. <laughs>